When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Married at First Sight Rehap Up. I'm Asia, and I am here after this long little break, this two-week break of missing everybody out there. I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Jason. Jason, how are you? Just just wonderful. That's it. That's, that's the best you got. Yeah, like, you know, you know you're wonderful. I mean, I feel like I need, I feel like I need more. I've been giving a lot. And I really feel like I need more than wonderful from you. You know what? I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave. Okay. I mean, I'm just gonna go. You obviously don't want me here. I mean, unless, I mean, unless, unless, unless you want me to stay. I mean, it'd be nice for you to stay. You know. I mean, okay. I, I guess. It'd I guess be- I. If you want me to stay, I will stay. I don't want to stay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pretend. Are those two that different I like things. You. You staying and me wanting you to stay, those are two different things. That's it's semantics. But if you want me to stay, I will stay. I don't want to stay. I don't want to pretend like I like you, but I will stay on this podcast. Okay. It'd be it would be great if you stayed. Okay. For this family picture podcast. Yeah. Then I'll then I'll stay. <laughs> then I'll stay. Okay. Perfect. Good. It's, I'm uh, so <laughs> I, I guess it's nice to be here. Um I did miss talking to um all of our listeners. Uh, you know, it's uh, it felt it felt like way longer than two weeks. Honestly, for some weird it reason, did. it felt like it's been at least a month. But you know, in Mav's timeline, a month feels like a couple of years. Uh, exactly. As uh, as someone on the show said today, um, yeah. But it's nice to be here again. Nice to talk to all the listeners again, and uh, ready to get started talking to these crazy people. Awesome, and I'm so glad you've decided to stay because we're not alone. It's been a while. We were we we had fire guests after fire guests after fire guests, and then we were like, you know what? Let's just keep talking. <laughs> but we have an a wonderful guest. Well, an awesome, wonderful, amazing guest. Oh, oh, she gets all those. <laughs> okay, that's cool. We're gonna take it up a level. Um, Sarah Carradine, how are you doing? I'm a good person. I'm a good person. You try to make it look like I'm not a good person. I'm not a bad person. I'm a good person. I've worked really hard to get here. And I'm a good person. I'm a white lady and I'm crying. See my white lady tears. They're so powerful. My white lady tears are going down my face. <laughs> Oh, how I've missed that. 
<laughs> I think Alyssa's infiltrated uh, Sarah's apartment or Sarah's house. Get out of here, Alyssa! Get out of here! We don't want she's, you here anymore. She, she keeps trying to just butt her way into Get different Marina First Sight things, I swear. She has oh. found her way. <laughs> what is wrong with that girl? Like, if she was gone, and then I kept seeing her in another episode, and then she was in another episode, and now she's popping up on the, get out of here! <laughs> get out of here! Shoot! Right. Yeah, that doesn't work on me. Hello! Hello, hello Aisha. Hello, Jason. I'm talking to you today from the lands of the Gadigal people of the Aora Nation, and I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded at always was and it always will be Aboriginal land. And I'm so proud and pleased to be allowed to live and work here. So it's a beautiful place. It's raining today Ooh. in Sydney, but I get to talk to the two of you, which makes me very happy. Um, so uh, I, I too have worked very hard to, to get here, but I think that <laughs> everything is fair. <laughs> All right. Awesome. I am so excited to talk about this episode. We're talking about episode 12. Of season fourteen, how did y'all enjoy this episode? You know, I have an issue. I feel like we're getting trapped. I feel like we're in a little rut. <laughs> we are. I feel like we're going over a lot of the same stuff. Like mm-hmm. not a lot of new. I'm hoping we get some more new. I we'll talk about next week's episode when we get to each of the couples. But I am excited for next week's episode because that one looks like yes. a home dinger. Um, but this episode felt like a little more retread of things we've been experiencing the last few episodes. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. But yeah, that's what that's what, how I felt in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, I was happy to watch it and I'm happy to be here to talk about it um, because I haven't been talking about it. So I suppose I was last on on episode three, I think. Yeah. So I can uh, I can come back in with my thoughts of the previous nine episodes because <laughs> 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 I, because I haven't been speaking about them as the two of you have. So perhaps I have mm-hmm. a little bit more ginger and zest for the episode, but I can understand why you don't because it is the same retreading over and over again. Uh, yes, I'm looking forward to next episode because you know that I, I, I have a secret passion for Dr. Pepper. Yeah, I can't wait right. for her pepperiness <laughs> to, to come to the fore. Yes. I, yeah, this, this felt off to me, especially after a week break. I, didn't, I, I wasn't a huge fan of this episode. I felt like I didn't get much out of it. And I mean, I'm excited to talk about it because we can, it, we still get to explore the dynamics of these couples. But I like the episodes where we really learn, you know, some good stuff. This felt like it could have been an hour after the special last week and we would have been fine. (laughs) But before we dive into the episode, we do want to highlight some awesome reviews that we've gotten. Um, If you are enjoying the podcast, please go out to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star rating and review to let us know you like it so you can get more of our content. If you haven't subscribed, go subscribe to our Love at First Sight feed. And uh, I'm just going to highlight one of the recent ones we got. So the it's from Hattie 104 title. Finally, a reality recap with some heart. They said, this is a special pod, y'all. I found that most reality show podcast hosts have only two takes on the participants. OMG, this person can do no wrong. What an icon. Or, wow, we hate this person so much. They are horrible and should be rocketed off the face of the earth. 
Asia and Jason managed to tackle a very polarizing show, Mask Squad, What Up, with humor, nuance, and most importantly, zero vitriol. Their techniques are always super fair and they're not afraid to change their opinions as the season goes on. It's so hard to find a show where the host can offer some snark about the cast without taking it to a place that starts to feel cruel. Asia and Jason, y'all are the best and I'm at a five with you every week. Side note, I know people are saying that Jason kind of sounds like his majesty Barack and I don't disagree, but I also get some notes of Seth Rogen every now and then just throwing it out there. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that how Seth Rogen laughs when I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, to go from Barack to Seth Rogen, uh, it's a little bit of a, of a fall. Uh, it's but a I'll nice take blend. It. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, please, any reviews, please let me know who, who you think I sound like. I think that's a good running <laughs> gag we can put on the on the reviews. Right. So thank you so much, Hattie 104, for that review. It was it's really awesome. Thank you so much. Yes. The uh the review that I wanted to highlight this week is from Gazelle 51. Uh it's titled I'm a Good Person Too. Uh it says, I'm so glad I found your podcast. No one in my circle watches maths. And from the first episode, I had to see what was going on with Alyssa. I couldn't believe what I was seeing and being a good person myself, you would think I would understand her. Thanks so much for being my maths friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Gazella. You know, all good people should understand where this is coming from. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 just the way it is. I mean, Sarah, Actually. if you if you're still there, um, you can you know <laughs> tell her she's a good she, person. She's gone. She's gone. I would never tell okay. her she's a good person. <laughs> it's very interesting when people declare. It's like when people say, "Oh, I'm just the crazy one." No, no, you're not. I'm hilarious. No, no, you're not. If you have to tell people, or then if you tell people you're, you're a great not. man, you know, you're probably not a great man when you say you're. I a great am man. a man of right. honor. Yeah, exactly. I am a uh, good man. I hope that she finds peace. I hope that she finds a solution to her dog allergy. Um, and I, <laughs> no, also hope, I also hope that I don't see her again. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Um, but yeah, thank you all so much for those reviews. Like we said, at the end of the season, we are going to randomly select someone who has left us a rating, uh, uh, has left us a review on our Love at First Sight feed, might I add. Um, we will send something special to a random uh, listener so please go out there leave us a review and we will find a way to get in contact with you if you if we select you i realize we're gonna have to say that on the podcast and you're gonna have to contact us because these names are obscure <laughs> we will not <laughs> yeah. be able to track you down so if you're listening please continue to listen to see if you are selected at the end of the season for something special so if you're enjoying this content um then i'm anticipating that you're out there leaving reviews <laughs> so um awesome let's get into the episode why don't we yes let's all right so we're gonna start out with uh, a couple who had a cliffhanger on an episode they decided to split up across two weeks why why would you end it on a cliffhanger and then they tried to continue it as if i was so confused about that but katina lojuan why would they do that you guys Uh, so i did like the fact that we picked it up and we could t- we did continue it that it mm-hmm. was a cliffhanger because you know in other instances we would have just forgotten this we would have just <laughs> left the fight we would just the next day they've been all fine and dandy but I do like that we got more aftermath of the actual night uh, mm-hmm. you know and what happened afterwards right 
Yeah. So we we start out, which is kind of odd because they usually start out with these like montages and we get to see a little bit of all the couples. But since we're it's a continuation of Olajuwon finding this dating app on Katina's phone, we start out with her visiting Jasmina and Michael and she gives them the rundown that he found the dating app on her phone. And she just explained like, okay, we didn't really resolve anything. He just got up and walked away. She starts tearing up again. And Mike kind of starts going on on about like, uh, you know, like sometimes when you're so emotional, you know, you don't hear things. And he's trying to point out like he didn't say he was done. And she's like, well, it kind of felt like he was done. And they're just trying to give her advice and nothing's really working. But it's just like she's just she's just getting this opportunity to vent. And she said, and Jasmina basically takes away from this that like Katina's not the type of person to cry, so she can tell this is truly hurting her. What do you think about how Jasmina and Michael handled this, Sarah? I was very disturbed by the amount of enabling that was going on uh, for Elijah Wan, which is why he's managed to get where he is as old as he is without being challenged on his behaviors. Um, both. Michael and and to a slightly lesser but still an extent, Jasmina take. It's not that they take his part, but yeah. they explain him to Katina. They yeah. don't do what we want from our friends when we say that bastard did this, 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 and this. We want our friends to immediately say that bastard. Yes, you're absolutely right. Let us get it off our chest. Then tell me the advice. Mm-hmm. But both Michael and um, and uh, Jasmina explain Elijah Wan to her. Later when we see Michael and Elijah Wan talking, Michael doesn't take Tina's part. Uh, he enables him and then Coach, when Coach talks to him, Coach dismisses and waves away Elijah Wan's, as he was passionate and he just spoke uh, mm-hmm. out of the moment. And no one is taking this poor woman's uh, part. Maybe there's stuff we didn't see, but she is crying. She is hurt. She has been the 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 action that he is doing on her has started, and mm-hmm. it's taking. And she's she's taking it partly because of the show, and partly because Elijah Wan is very clever at what he does. Whether he's doing it deliberately or not, I don't know. I mean, I think he's a poor young man in a lot of pain as well. But Dr. Sarah has diagnosed him <laughs> in, ah, in a particular way. Yeah, Give it, Doc. Yeah. She is back. Um, but so, yeah, I was I was surprised. I wasn't surprised at Mike because I feel like Mike is a type of guy that is like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to stick up for my, my guy. Even mm-hmm. though he has no real idea of what happened here. Um, <laughs> I was very surprised at Jasmina. Um, saying that, well, you know, he does. He did say that he did, likes to say things when he's upset, as if it excuses. Yeah, the and then she say, she tried to say like, oh, I know that doesn't mean it's right, but then yeah. then don't say that at all. Right, mm-hmm. I, as if to say like, well, you know, that's just how he gets. No, that needs to be fixed within that person. That it can't just be let go of like, well, that's just how he is. No, that that needs to change. And I understand that Mike and Jasmine did not see the argument. Hell, who knows? They may have been able to hear the argument from their apartment, right. um, but they don't know just how heated he got. Yeah, um, or how how heated they both got, honestly. But you know, it, it's it was kind of upset. Like Sarah said, it was upsetting to see the to see Elijah one be like enabled and like say, "Well, it's just how he is." That that shouldn't fly here. Right. Yeah. I mean, they were there at the dinner party. They were there when he from nowhere mm-hmm. lashed his 
his wife, his partner. Uh, interestingly, he continually says, my wife is part of the uh, possessiveness. Uh, everything belongs to me. Life is all about me. Life should be even more about me than it is mm-hmm. uh, of it all. Um, even if you could say that he was justified, let's say that he was, don't bring it up in public. What are you mm-hmm. doing? You are looking for an audience. You are looking to have yourself uh, and your emotions um, uh, upheld by a jury. And we've all been at dinner parties or out and about with couples who want you to be the jury of yeah, their relationship. Awkward. So awkward. It's awkward and and unacceptable. Is basically mm-hmm. what it is. It's unacceptable. Katina asks, uh, is this something you're going to do again rhetorically in a confessional? She's talking about him rhetorically. Is this something you're going to do again? And I said out loud, yes. Yep, it <laughs> right. is. Exactly. It, it absolutely is. Exactly. Uh, she says she's not being very challenged. And just to kind of leap ahead into the next time on, it looks like. Dr. Pepper is going to challenge him in some way. Yeah. And he does not react very well to it, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, which I would imagine is what happens when someone does challenge him like that, not challenge him as like uh, Coach Mac challenged him, which wasn't to even really challenge him. Right. But to say this behavior is unacceptable, it needs to change, which I feel like probably Dr. Pepper is going to say that to him next week. Mm-hmm. And faced with that, he's he's going to lash out again, you know, not maybe in such a harsh way, but he's going to basically. Uh, demean Dr. Pepper's whatever Dr. Pepper's lesson is going to be for him next week. Yeah, speaking on that. As if if she wasn't watching and I love her leaning forward in her chair, keep speaking a lot. I have some issues with that. Um, With with that mechanic that we're going to see next week. I feel like it's a little jump the sharky of them to Mm -hmm. have this set up like we're going to spy on the couples. Like it feels a little game showy. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because we're already—that's the idea of the show. We're already seeing them talk. Like, we're supposed to be seeing them just live lives, give their opinions about things. Yeah, it just doesn't feel in tune with what the show is. Yeah, yeah, like, but oh, then it spy on you and then bust you later. Like that just doesn't, yeah. doesn't seem yeah. like what the show is. A few I weeks mean, back, I, sorry, go we, ahead. A few weeks back, we did get. um some pictures from Emma Rose on on Facebook who had a picture of Dr. Pepper and Olajuwon sitting in a picnic sort of area. And I think this was it. I think this is what we're going to see. Because if if I'm not mistaken, that's kind of like what the scene is. Look, they were outdoors in the next time one. And that looks like the shirt she was wearing. Yeah, yeah, I think he's showing us a picture of Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think for those of you who aren't watching the podcast. Right, right, right. Look, right. No there's, <laughs> there's a couple of things that I found I found um very disturbing. And one of them was Elijah Wantel's coach. I mean, if you came into our house, you wouldn't know. This is very chilling. Yeah. Uh so he is saying we on a show. I can put on a show. I mean Having said, you know, please keep your arguments to yourself. That's not what he was talking about. He was talking about you will see what I decide you will see. Mm-hmm. Um, this is glossed over. The other thing is that Elijah One has a confessional talking, uh, retelling the dating app story as if we haven't watched the previous episode, but that's fine. I don't mind them catching us up. Mm. Other things come out in confessionals. He gets incredibly heated and passionate and as angry as he was, the night before question mark 
he now has a neck tattoo. Yeah, so no, this yeah. Is That's what either I'm days like, or weeks later. Yes. And he has access to that fury. Now, yes. I'm not, I, I watch reality TV. I know they sit them down for confessionals and say, look, just imagine you were back then and what was your no, reaction. This is you different. Know? But this is very different. He accesses that same fury instantly when he's yeah. telling the story. Right. So, yeah. So we did get Mike talking to, uh, Elajuan. So before we get to the neck tattoo, we did see Mike go over to Elajuan's um, apartment. And I'm not sure if we've ever seen someone as high as Elajuan was. Yes. And as many scenes as we have, I've, I don't know. Like, it's not like, you know, that it's legal in places, right? But d- like during filming, during important conversations, have we seen this before? Is this unprecedented? I think it. I don't think we've seen this. I don't know if we've seen it anywhere. It seems like as soon as uh, Katina walked out the door to go to visit Mike and Jasmine, he was like, "Well, let me get my stuff out." Because right. <laughs> like, by the time Mike gets there to him, he's like, "Because that's the same night." I, I, I'm thinking he did uh, say on after party he was up on the roof when Lindsay went up on the roof, and that obviously not the same night. But I know that they go on the roof a lot. Yeah, and I'm not sure if that's something that. They they do together, or she's just smoking regular cigarettes or not? Could be, but yeah, he was he was definitely high as a kite when Mike was talking to him, yeah. uh, and he's like that quite often on on the show. Yeah, his eyes were incredibly red, yeah. and it so, wasn't from crying. Right, it was not from crying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But one of the key, so in this conversation with him and Michael, one of the key things I took away from it was like he says he quote unquote put some effort into this. Because he deleted his Instagram. I'm yep. sorry. If you have to delete a whole social media app to prove that now you're committed, clearly you have some stuff to hide. Clearly you have some stuff to put away. And like, how how does he not see that? Well, he, he he's kind of triggered by that. He said this on After Party a little bit. That he's kind of triggered by what he saw, the what he saw on Katina's phone because he's so, he's been so down and dirty that if that's on his phone, that means he's doing something wrong mm-hmm. because he had so much to hide. He had so much to scrub his phone before uh, maths, yeah. even even when even before he confronted Katina the last episode, he was checking his phone to make sure that he didn't have anything on there before he went and confronted her. Mm-hmm. He, he was <laughs> checking to make sure before <laughs> she says, well, let me see your phone. And he mm-hmm. uh, has some crap on there. So he's it triggered him to see that because if if that if she has it on her phone, that means she's doing something wrong. Because if he had that on his phone, he'd right. doing something wrong. Yeah, he the it's so calculated um, the way he doesn't let her speak, and when she even makes a noise, he says, "I don't want your excuses." Uh, yeah. they're, they're not excuses; they're reason reasonable reasons that she's reasonably telling you. Yeah. Uh, and he won't let her speak. It is his version of it. And his version, you know, alone. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting that he talks about forgiving her. I've forgiven her. Well, how magnanimous of you. Thank you so much <laughs> for forgiving her when she had absolutely nothing to be forgiven for. Exactly. And he also says this classic line, which is, I changed for you. I got a haircut. Yeah. He got a haircut. Oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, he got a haircut. He is in this for the long haul because he changed up the look. Like at least an inch or two, right? <laughs> right. So she Might made been... you get a grown-up haircut. Right. Mm-hmm. For a uh, big boy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No, he says he looks no. at her different now and like because he understands, like you said, Jason, like he he he's done this. Like he's like, it's so easy to just log on and uh to log out, right? On the app. Mm-hmm. Because what we find out when Katina was talking to Jasmina was what we talked about last week or two weeks ago on the podcast was why didn't he just open the app to see if there was something recent? Well, we find out that he did open the app and they saw that it opened to a login screen. But his justification is that you can easily log out of an app because he's done it before. He's done it. He knows the games. You can't play him. So it's like, just because you're that way, do not project and make it seem like Katina is capable of that as well. Like, clearly, those are some deeper issues you need to resolve if you just think, oh, everything I've done in the past, that can be done to me. So I need to be on guard. Yep. It's just it's toxic. Yeah, it is. And I just I, I don't know what the solution is. I mean, the interesting thing, too, is how excessively proud he is that they have not had sex and that that mm-hmm. is his choice. I mean, he is he is he wants everyone to know it's excessive. Yes. Excessive pride in that. It's like, well, where is she in this? Like you right. decided, where is she, where is she in this? And also, I always, I'm always very suspicious when people decide not to have sex. I don't mean suspicious. So let me let me rephrase that. Would you not say, let us see when the time is right. Let us in this situation. Mm-hmm. Say we're in the situation. We're married at first sight, and if you don't do it on the first night, like um, Mac did, um, and then look look at trouble that put him in would you not say let's let it arise or let's say hey we let's want- let it arise yeah let's let mm-hmm. it arise um i don't know look look come for me if you think i'm wrong but to be so <laughs> prideful that you are the one that is withholding sex yeah uh, uh, well, uh um no we've had these conversations in the past about uh kind of the trajectory the trajectory of how successful these couples are dependent on when they decide to take that step. Most of the time, the people that have it very early end up crashing and burning. But the people that wait until the time is right are end up more successful. Now, this is not either of those things. This is him saying, we are not going to do it. This yeah. is not them deciding when the time is right. This is him saying, we're not going to do it. And mm-hmm. she obviously, I think, would like to do it. And he is priding himself on being able to resist yeah. uh, Katina because he's a big boy now and he can control himself. He, he's priding himself on that. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting with him bringing that up on the after party of just like the this the how he was beaming about mm-hmm. the fact that they have it. Like, he, yeah, I'm really proud of that. Why? Yeah, Rudy was like, uh, okay. I, I want to know sure. why. I want to know what's your reasoning besides the fact that what the only thing he's explained before was, oh, I've done it too quick in the past, so I don't want to do that now. Okay, well, y'all are progressing. You're in a marriage for one, but then, like, you also, like, he tried to fall back on saying she wasn't being open enough, but now she's being open. She's changing things for you. She's cooking more. She's doing the things that you want. So now what is the reason? Yeah, I mean, and it's all it's so look, it's been a month. These people have only known each other for a month. I'm not saying that, no, I don't think any one of us is saying you should be totally comfortable now to do it right. within a month of knowing each other. But it's the the steadfast, the foot on the ground of no, we are not going to do this. That is the problem. Yeah, it's like, decision day. So she is right. supposed to, uh, I mean, 
we all want to try before we buy, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> there just might be a fundamental smell that, that you know, because aroma is so powerful, uh, there might be. We just don't know. And it's not that you're going to judge that person. Are they good or they're bad? What does good and bad mean? People are different with different partners. But there's a, even when the first time isn't perfect, you get you get a sense, you get a, a flavour, if I may say, mm-hmm. of where it could go, uh, what can happen, your 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 comfortability, as they say, which is not a word, but they do use it on this song, on this show. So it's a withholding, and I think he's getting off on the withholding personally. Yeah, it's just wanting to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, very much. He's really feeling his control of the situation, and it feels like he's he is someone that will, in a relationship, say, "I really like to be in control," and that's a little uh, red flaggy. Right. Yeah, I'm. I've. I have really been distressed is too strong a word, but you know, watching uh, her over the last month of their marriage Mm -hmm. go from yes, perhaps she herself wanted to be more vulnerable. She herself wanted to be more open. This is not news. But to see the effect that he has had on her, and it's a, it's a, she's in his company. He is the one that is reflecting the world to her. And because mm-hmm. he is in control of the world that she sees, she is getting squashed more and more. And I think, I mean, I worry for her and I think just run. She's yeah. one of the people I would say run. I'm not saying Elijah Wan is a bad man. He's not a bad man. There's no bad men and bad women here mm-hmm. uh, because the bad woman went. Um, there's no bad men, bad women, but there are people who have serious uh, issues that need to be addressed perhaps before they get married or mm-hmm. you know, as a couple, if I, if I may be so bold. And I think, I think the right thing for Elijah Wan is going to be the right type of therapist, the right type of therapy. Mm-hmm. I think he needs probably a male therapist because that seems to be who he really responds mm-hmm. to and listens to are strong male figures in his life. Um, I mean, he did talk about his strong mom figure, but this seems to be that seems to be the only woman that he really listens to in his life. But he seems to really have a good relationship with the men in his life. If he has a re- real good male therapist to tell him to stop acting like a fool, <laughs> I think that would help him a lot because it seems right. like a lot of the male people in his life so far are really enabling his behaviors and his attitude and those may be the people that he has learned these behaviors from that has got into his system so I think a good uh, male presence to tell him to knock off the stupid stuff uh, would help mm-hmm. a lot yeah, yeah because like yeah. what pa- Pastor Cal did was not helpful like it was go on you're married do it and it was just like there was no besides the talk with her, not at her, which he got on a shirt, which we saw in like an upcoming episode. He's going to be wearing that on a T-shirt. Um, I didn't catch that. The, yes, it is on a, t- a black T-shirt with white letters. I was like, you got to be kidding oh me. But unless him and Mike got that together, I don't know. But I think that those were literally the only two takeaways that Elijah Wan had from their talk. These are. Uh- you know, these visits with Pastor Cal, it's not really like it's not real therapy. Yeah. This is like some advice from Pastor Cal who, by for a who, bit. who himself yeah. is not a real therapist. And um, then Elijah Wan used that as a weapon during the attack, and I will call it an attack, during the attack on her, mm-hmm. he shouted amongst other things, and I'm talking with you, not at you. It's like, mm-hmm. you're saying he the words, it. it's like he, you are proclaiming 
at her that you're talking with her and not at her. No, you're not. That's he. You, I think you're right, Jason. He does admire. He really looks up to male figures, and that's not a bad thing. You know, yeah. that's that might be an uh, identity thing. One of the reasons I think that he looks up to his mother is he has a pretty strange view of what wives should be, as we hadn't, I haven't had the chance to kind of <laughs> unpack that. Yeah. Uh, and we see when people ask him, why do you think that that's so, he can't answer it. I think that, that um, he is a young man with a lot of pain. I think he has intense fears of abandonment. And so he abandons first, which, you know, is, you know, one of the the keys of his previous kind of brief but intense um, relationships. It's the switching on and off of the moodiness, uh, the anger and the control. I just think go, go and get that sorted out because yeah. this is, it is painful to be you. It is painful <laughs> right. to be you. Um, and, when he gets swept up in love and his his feelings of love and how great he is, it's all about himself. Look at how great I am with the red eyes that are either tearful or another reason. We see him very indulgent, like he's so proud of, of not having sex. He's also very proud of loving his wife. He's very proud of these moments and they're very, very intense. And poor old Katina is getting this face full of tearful love and then this. I, I call it violent anger. Now, absolutely he has not touched her as far as we see, and I'm sure he hasn't because I don't know mm-hmm. whether he can or he would. So when I say violent, I mean you can be violent towards someone emotionally, you can use your Certainly. words violently, yeah. um, and you can trap them at a dinner party where that paranoia of you know what I'm talking about when she had absolutely no idea. You know what I'm talking about. It's yeah, I found it difficult to watch and I hope for the best for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we did get that like selfie cam type of transition for them of saying, yeah, we had a good talk. Um, Katina says she apologized and he said like um, he has to learn how to control his emotions and they say they're in a better place. But my main just uh, frustration with this little clip was that he had his full neck tattoo. You can yep. tell they tried to cover it up because he had on a sweatshirt that went up to his neck, but uh-huh. he was turning his head to her and you see the full neck tattoo. They covered Why up his would head you do too. that? They covered up his head too because you notice in the confessionals later that are obviously filmed later, he has back that like mound of hair that he had on his head mm-hmm. in the beginning of the season. So he's got on this like this like scully cap he's got on the big hoodie that's like covering up the neck tattoo yes. poor, I, I don't know what brought this about whether it was they didn't have the footage and they didn't realize it until too late well we didn't really have a resolve to this but we have to get them to film something that yeah. you know, explains how they be how they came to resolve this production would have been absolutely furious with him because I'm sure that you would sign that you don't change your appearance um, during filming and I think he just went out and got that tattoo because he wanted it. No, I think it happened after Decision Day. I don't think he got the tattoo before Decision Day. And I I seriously searched for, you know, how they give like the done this season on and you see them walking into Decision Day, but I couldn't find it. But I wanted to see, does he have the full neck tattoo by Decision Day? Because if he does not, 
then they just spoiled the season. Spoiler. Yeah, it's just like, is this Survivor? <laughs> like, with yeah. all the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, What is, what is that? <laughs> yes. I was so annoyed that they, that this, I'm like, we know, especially watching After Party, the neck tattoo is a prominent thing on his neck that he does not have during filming of, of, of the, during the experiment. So I really, I really hope he does go out and get the neck tattoo during the eight weeks so that it's not just like, oh, they just completely spoiled it because otherwise, why yeah. would they be together after decision day? Yep. Okay. Okay. And it, it just frustrates me because it's just like, ugh. How, like, if we catch that, how do you not catch that in filming? Like, just don't even have that. We would have been okay with them trying to make up by doing the cooking and the, the taco night. Oh, I want to, you know, make up for, I want to make up with him by doing whatever. I was just so frustrated by that. Um, so then we did get, like we talked about earlier, Coach Matt came over to talk to Olajuwon. He's like a father figure to him. And Olajuwon just basically explained he was just super passionate. He's human. He was just talking passionately. And like you said, Jason, he was just enabling him in this conversation. It really was not helpful or productive in any way. I mean, he says a couple, he says a couple of, you know, of the right things that you would think anyone would say. Mm-hmm. Hey, watch, watch your anger. Watch how you let out your anger. But most of it was like, oh, I know you're not a bad guy. Like you're, you know, you're a good guy. So I know you didn't really mean it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Which was, you know, pretty, which was really just totally excusing the behavior. Yeah. So we did see that like this, this episode, a lot of people talk to a person in their life about kind of where they're at so far. So a lot of episode. Yeah, I know, right? At this point, we keep getting friends. Um, yeah. Like, if I have to see, like, like Michael's sister at this point is a part mm, of the she's cast. She's a regular character, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Katina talked with her sister-in-law, who couldn't make it to the wedding. And she she acts like she hasn't seen Elijah at this point, because she's like, let me see a picture. And she's like, do you have a picture with him with his shirt off? I'm like, girl, you have been texted a picture at this point. Um, but yeah, they get on the topic of intimacy. And Katina says she does need to be intimate before decision day. And uh, that's kind of what prompted that conversation on after party of him being so proud that they haven't. And so, you know, she just Katina's at a place now that she realizes she just needs to know, does she have the patience to deal with him having to learn how to deal with situations? So um, they, it, it ended with like Katina falling out of her chair and, when they hugged, <laughs> they had a good sure. time. But uh, I, yeah, I think that was a, slightly over refreshed, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had a great time. I thought her mm. sister in law was kind of funny. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, the great thing for me about that was just seeing Katina as herself and not yes. a person who is scared to make a move and doesn't know whether she'll be met with approval or not. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a fantastic way to control people. Is to parcel out your approval and disapproval yeah. and you don't make it reliant on a particular thing. So the right. person can never guess if they're going to get uh, approval or disapproval and are always on tenterhooks. And here we saw her sort of laughing. She'd had you know, a couple of drinks, fine, why not, uh, mm-hmm. with someone that she that she likes and trusts. Yeah, yeah. From from the network of friends that we've seen Katina have, I'm I'm kind of surprised that, like they, she's put up with so much crap in the past because it seems like she has so many friends that are like, you don't have to put up with this. Like, right. Let's, she has let's some go. solid like, friends. Yeah. So it's, it's surprising to see, like, and she's talked about it in the past, how she's dealt with a lot of, uh, you know, not good relationships, but 
you know, her friends seem really uh, ride or die for her. So that's good. Yeah, that's a good point. She does have good friends. Um, well, we end off the Katina and Lajuan of it all with the Taco Tuesday. So she normally does Taco Tuesdays with her friends. And so she's like, let me bring that to uh, my marriage. And they just got like takeout and got tequila and, you know, like, he it it is takeout, so I expected him to complain, but he didn't. He was just proud that she's bringing him into something that she does in her world. And then they have this like small talk about being bad as as children. And he says like it's about the small things, you know. Like I remember this one time, me and my friends, we we all asked to go to the bathroom separately, and then we hung out in the hallway, and then we got chased by the principal. And he's like, he's like I like whenever I think about high, high school, I think about that. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. okay. Uh, not to bang the drum too much, but the fact that we did all expect uh, him to complain because she hadn't cooked it and he mm-hmm. didn't, and that's just part of the, that's his bag of tricks because yeah. you expect the complaint and you don't get it. So you get approval. So you feel really good and glowing and warm. You know? He made a little yeah. comment on after party um, that, you know, he, he, he says he stopped uh, harping on the cooking because his mother told him to stop harping on the cooking. Because she said, well, if you can't make it, don't expect her to make it. <laughs> like, right. So, you know, uh, that's apparently where he has gets the stopping of the criticizing about the cooking from his mom. His mom. Told right him, on. Mom. Yeah. Right and his on. mom. And he said his mom couldn't be on camera. So I wonder. Yeah, I don't know if she maybe lives somewhere, thing. somewhere else or. Yeah. You know, she just didn't want to be on, on camera or what. But yeah. 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 Surprisingly, not everybody in America wants to be on camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so that was Katina and Olajuwon. Uh We are going to rate them on a scale of one to five, one being that they are definitely saying no on decision day, five being that they're going to say yes. Where would you rate them, Jason? Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm going to put them at a five. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think they're going to stay together mm-hmm. for whether we like it or not. Yep. What about you, Sarah? she at least should say no and honestly for his peace well-being and development as a person he should say no as well uh, but we don't always get what we want I think he's he's so prideful that he he will not allow it to be a no so yeah I'm a five as well sadly uh, yeah I'm gonna go ahead and round it out with a five as well as much as like because like uh, it's so annoying because we yeah like like you said she should say no but she has shown herself to, I mean, there's one part that she's shown herself to continue to forgive the type of behavior that he's putting forth. And, you know, it doesn't make me believe that she's not going to continue. Like, it's just been like, oh, well, he's done that before. I just have to ignore him. I just have to do this. I have to do this. And it's her having to make a compromise when he has not compromised at all. He thinks his compromise is deleting Instagram. And that's it. I, I'm putting my all in. I got a haircut and I deleted Instagram. So what do you want? So yeah. it's and just we, we once again this episode saw her doing something for him. Mm-hmm. The only thing we've ever seen him plan or do is a cooking lesson. Yeah, which is like not a real thing. Like he's like, I'm gonna do this so she can cook more for me. Right. So yeah. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. 
Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Enough with Katina and Olajuwon. Where should we go next, Jason? Uh, let's, take a, let's take a little trip. Let's take a little, let's take a little pit stop over in the Steve and Noyland. Uh, so, you know, these guys. Whew, okay. Okay. Hmm. Uh, so we start with a little vignette. Uh, Noise sneaks into the room with, with Steve's napping with, with sushi. Apparently it's a midday nap, which, uh, as we'll see throughout the episode, it's really going to kind of grind Noise gears about how, uh, how Steve doesn't do anything. That's just more evidence of that. Yes. Uh, so then we get a whole segment of, uh, them going to, uh, looks like a little doggy spa to give, uh, sushi a nice bath. I looked it up because I thought this place looked Boy, amazing. Of course, I knew you would. It's, it's called, Oh, I deleted the tab, but it's called, I think it was called modern something. And it's basically a doggy daycare, but it also has a self-serve dog washing place. And then it has like things you can buy. So I thought that was, it was cute because I just, I rarely see self self washing dog places inside. Like you'll see it at parks where you could just like spray down dog or whatever. But I thought that, you know, it was a little fancy place. But Steve seemed to uh, really uh, know who, whoever the guy was that was working there. Like, what really was that? With him. What's hey, going cuss. on, Cuz? Cuz? <laughs> so I don't know. That's uh, maybe, maybe Steve has invested in this place. And that's what, part of where his income's coming from. That would be funny, wouldn't it? Um, uh, right. Maybe this is per- like we're just seeing the personality of Steve that we don't normally see for some he reason. He does that just Personality. He's, yeah. he's like, hey, Cuz. <laughs> Like, do I know you? Yeah, cuz. Right. We do. We know each other now. I just met you, cuz. Right. <laughs> I literally rewound it. <laughs> yeah. So she ran for the door. Ran for the door. Twice. <laughs> Get me out of here, please. Uh, so, yeah, they have a nice full afternoon watching sushi. Um, Noi is talking about the fact that, you know, having a dog is like having a child. Noi. Mm. No, said, it's not. No, Asia, no, don't no. you dare. Don't he- you dare defend this, Asia. <laughs> She said, having a dog is good preparation for seeing if you're ready to have a child. No, it's not. It's <laughs> not, though. It's it so you, different. You first, it, responsibility. It sees if you, like, yes. you, if you want the responsibility. A dog is something that you give little kids to your responsibility, not grown men. Okay. <laughs> uh, having, look, listen, as someone who has a child, having a dog. Is not like having a child. As I want someone everyone, who has I want a dog, all the dog moms <laughs> like Asia to know this. 
Listen. You do not have to worry about your dog's grades. You don't have to worry about your dog's morals. You don't have to worry about your dog's values in life. Okay? Having a dog is not like having a child. Cut it out. Listen, those are fair points, but I see the simple thought that Noi had in terms of... everything, it's simple. Oh, yeah. Is that if he can... It's like, baby, it's it's like, you know, eating. It, it's like, okay, I want to see if this person is ready for a sandwich. So I'm going to give them a cracker. If they can handle this cracker, then they that might be able sense. to handle it. As she took with him, took with him, not at him, took with him, took with him. You proved my point, Asia. That made no, no. sense. <laughs> you just don't understand, but we'll keep it moving. Okay. Okay. I don't understand. Okay. Cool. Uh so yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh look, I'm I'm here, I'm the jury. You're both wrong. Okay, 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 okay. You're good people, but you're both wrong. That's fair. All right. Uh so Noi is happy that Steve and Sushi have a special bond and that Sushi has a dad. So she does not have a dad, so she has a co owner. Uh <laughs> I'll leave it at that. No, no, no. Let's not uh, let's really not get offended. on I'm really that. I'm really offended Asia now. Let's not get on that. Okay. My keychain that says dog mom will okay. say otherwise. Okay. I'm sure I'll get uh vitriol online for, for my opinions here, but that's okay. Bring it on. <laughs> uh so a little later they, they uh are taking sushi out for a walk. Uh, uh, Steve seems to have like a real good knowledge of uh, of sushi's pee spots. So I love it when she pees over there because it's easy to pick up all the stuff. Uh, Steve, Steve has really like uh, uh, really been attached to sushi. He talks a little bit about that. He like talks about how he loves sushi. They have a special bond, but sushi is not a responsibility he bought to his marriage, and he wants an appreciation for all things he's doing for sushi and for her. Um, I lo- I actually really like the way he put this. He was like, "I want some appreciation. I don't want it to be the expectation because that's the way she's making it seem. She's not think like the. I wish someone was doing what Steve is doing for sushi could do for Pepper. Like if I was in the situation, right? Like I I think it is awesome that he's going all in. I think it's awesome what Mike is doing with Mr. Feeney as well. Like they they understand their wife cares about this pet pet, right? And so they're doing what they can to embrace them as well. But the way that Noi is handling this, she's not she's not giving him any credit for the the effort he's going to to like to do all these things, to walk sushi when she's working, to give sushi treats, to just embrace him, sleep. He, he's sleeping in the same bed as him. Thank him for these things. Give him some appreciation. I, she's just like, oh, the, you can tell the way she's telling him to do these things. It's just like, oh, I'm expecting you to do this because you're my husband. But it's just like, that's so annoying. Yeah, when they get back in the house, she's like, why don't you cook these uh, eggs over here like I like them? Why don't you go over and do that, uh, man boy? I have, I, have, I have something to say to Noi. Uh, one of them is, where's Noisy? We've never seen Noisy. You right. said you were yeah. Noisy. We've never seen Noisy, but leaving that aside, the one thing that I would like to say to Noi and all those other people out there who might share her opinion, self-employed people are working too. Yes. Self-employment is employment. Yep. I've been a freelancer all my life. Freelancers work. 
yes, you may envy that we can, you know, go out for brunch on a Wednesday, but that's part of the deal that we've done with ourselves and the world. We're going to work freelance, therefore we're not going to have security, therefore we have to look after ourselves. There's things like superannuation. There's, I mean, I don't have to spell it out to our wonderful listeners who are all very smart. Mm-hmm. What gets me here is that Noi thinks that self-employment and unemployment are the same thing and they're not the same thing. Yeah, on After Party, Rudy even even tried to explain a little bit and she just still wasn't getting it. Now, this episode showing a little light on more of Noi's thinking. Okay, so for noise about the quote unquote ambition, mm-hmm, the the motivation. Yes, yeah. Suddenly yeah. we're getting where is his ambition? Yeah, it's not about the fact that he doesn't have a job. It's about the mm-hmm. fact that he doesn't seem uh, to have the ambition or to have the drive to be successful. He uh, she talks. She talks to him mm-hmm. and about him as if he's like a fifteen-year-old boy. Right. Um, that needs to get a part-time job to prove that he can be responsible. Steve, as Steve tells us in this episode, he, as he puts it, he has a runway. He saved up a bunch of money. He's good right now. He's, he's fine. Yep. Um, he also tells us that he has, cause he contributes three to four times more than Noy does in their relationship. So it's like he already has the ambition to get to where he is. To where he can chill a little bit and relax. And especially in the situation that they're in right now, whereas we see with Mark, Mark had to take a leave from his job because he can't work during during his filming time. Mm-hmm. This is not the time to get a new job, any new job, while y'all are filming. Fine. He has enough money saved up. Her so as she tells us, her issue is that he seems to have just no like no drive, no ambition. I can kind of see where she's coming from a little bit. A little itty bitty bit. If you think about her past, I think there is a a fear of poverty. And this is very real. This is um, Mm -hmm. very real. I mean, um, she doesn't want to ever be, you know, insecure, financially insecure. Okay, fine. But when she was on the after show and she was asked point blank, if Steve were to show you his bank account, what figure would you like to see? She doesn't want to answer it. And I was thinking in my head, oh, she probably wants to see like $120,000 because, yeah. you know, she wants yeah. to be secure. She she has a fear. She doesn't want to go back to the refugee camp. But completely understandable. Words won't soothe that. She said $40,000. I couldn't oh believe it. Lord. I was like, I was, 40 Gs, that's it? Yeah, I was that's, like, girl, you would have been better off not saying a number. Mm-hmm. That's like, I mean, I don't know about wages in uh, America, but that is a year's salary for a person starting out, Mm -hmm. you know. um, And I would be surprised if he doesn't have something very much like that or more uh, in terms of the way he's set himself up. I mean, Steve is not the most exciting person on camera. He's a good man. He's a good Mm -hmm. man, as we are all good people. but he strikes me absolutely as someone who has all his ducks in a row. He's taken time out. He's taken the step to make this experiment. I don't think he doesn't have a parachute above him and a trampoline underneath him. You know, yeah. he's been working at quite a high level. He says, and we have no reason to disbelieve him, he says he can go out and get a job tomorrow. 
Uh, mm. You know, he has very good contacts um, in his industry. He can consult. He can go out and get a job tomorrow. I don't know what the figure is in his bank account, but I'm sure he can satisfy her. I, mean, I don't have. And Noi doesn't either. That's Steve. I'm sure does. Yeah, Noi doesn't either, which is my problem that like this has been such a major issue. All they need to do is sit down and talk about it. Like, I don't understand how on the after on after party, she says he's un- he's self-employed, but I don't know what that means. Why don't you know what that means? Y'all have been together for a month. You have nothing but time to talk when you're not like when all this free time that y'all have that you're sitting there on the couch. Why aren't y'all talking about the details of what he does? Clearly like clearly it's an important issue so why isn't why aren't you asking questions to have him outline it and also why is steve not just outlining it to her because even though even though the after part she says at this moment where they're in she has like they haven't talked about it like how do you not talk about it at all and then so it, it bothers me a little bit when like we're in after party land right we this is after decision day where they film these mm-hmm. she's still saying forty thousand, as in like She's at, there's no indication she's seen his bank account yet. Right. Like, like, so this might be a whole issue for the whole season. And I, I do want to know for the pod that when we said 40 G's, Asia Wealth was like, no, I- nothing, <laughs> nothing at all, says Asia Wealth. Nothing. I I swore we were going. I was like, you know what? We were able to move past this with nothing being said. Never. You know, I won't let it go. <laughs> No, that is a good amount of money. It but is a good amount of money. I think, I think that if there's two things, either she hasn't seen it at this point with After Party, or he has like 39000 saved up. And yeah, so she said like, 40. One more dollar out of what he has would be a great number. Yeah. But right. this is a very this is a very old fashioned idea. Look, there's a there's a, a an idea from um the middle classes don't talk about money. Owning classes talk about money. That's why they all have money because they talk about money and they teach their children about money. The middle classes have been sold this idea that talking about money is crass and gross and you never do it. So, I mean, for example, my parents who were born in 1929 and 1931 respectively, my mother did not know how much money my father earned. She never knew. And they certainly never talked about uh, money with other couples or found out how much anybody earned or you never mentioned money and money was, uh, uh, even in my my 30s, my father would fold up a $20 note and pass it to me in my hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm a grown-up. I've been working since I was 15, but but thanks for the 20. I mean, I always wanted it. That was the thing too. Damn it. I actually do. This is going to be great. But this idea that we don't talk about money, this leads to, you know, vast differences in wages. Don't mm-hmm. talk about your wage with someone. No, do, do. Let's all tell Please each do. other what we earn. Let's all tell each other what things cost. Let's all tell each other all this stuff. Let's talk about money because this is a way to dismantle capitalism. It's a way to... It, I'll stop that rant. Mm. I'm not saying that he has to show her his bank account, but I'm, I'm saying that I want so that's what I want well, to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm this situation that. though, that's what needs to happen. Well, she, will not they, be, yes. she will not be satisfied until she sees that. Yeah, and exactly. look, I I do sympathise for her. This is an issue. She's never not worked. She can't imagine someone not working. Um, I. And I think he's smart enough to understand that. Where is this talk that they keep saying they haven't had? 
I want the talk, but he hasn't had the talk. She wants the talk, but she hasn't had the talk. Sit down, get your bits of paper out, write things down, uh, tell your plans, make a budget or don't make a budget, have a joint account where you each put the exact amount in. If you don't want to tell her how much you earn or how much is in your, your bank account, have your separate money and then you have one account where you both contribute equally for things to come out of, if that will make her happy. Or just say to her, what do you need to see to make you happy? I, I don't understand. I cannot fathom why they haven't spoken about this. Yeah, We typically have the finances episode, but we haven't gotten that. We haven't gotten like a, here's what I pay in this and this and this, and here's what I'm earning, blah, blah, blah. We haven't gotten that this season. I don't know if we will. I don't know if they're holding off on it because that's the only issue that we have with Stephen Noy. So that would bust the drama maybe. But if they just keep circling circling around each other, not talking about it, it's just going to keep being an issue because they keep saying, well, I want to have a talk with her. I want to have a talk with him. But we never really had the talk. Mm. I'm trying to have a talk with you, but you won't have it. The expectations, even like last season, the, the man whose name I shall not say, and his wife, they at least had the uh, had the conversation. What do you think a holiday is? You know, he wanted to drive to a motel down the road. She wanted to go to Europe. I mean, these are the sort of you know conversations you should you should be able to have. Yeah. Like, are we going to give each other birthday gifts? And if we are, what amount of money should we spend? Like this may sound like it's not romantic, but it just makes people, particularly people who have come from, you know, extreme um, uh, deprivation from a, uh, from a refugee camp, from having nothing, need that. I mean, because I don't have a lot of money, I like to know how much the restaurant is going to cost that we go to. It's not that I won't spend a lot of money, but just tell me if we're having a $20 meal or a $100 meal because it'll make my decision about whether I come, but it'll also make my money planning better. If we're going to go to the $100 restaurant, I have to adjust that for the rest of the week. I can't believe they haven't had these simple discussions. What is a night out? What are you prepared to spend? If we go to the theatre, are we going to do premium, A reserve, B reserve? Are you happy to be in a restricted view? I mean, these are more than theoretical questions. Let's have these conversations. Yeah. Uh, so we get into a little bit of that in uh, the the Mark and Steve bro time. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I did write down. So I, they're probably the only two people that had time in the middle of the day to get together and film because neither one has a damn job. <laughs> <laughs> Steve has a job. He's, He's self-employed. Self <laughs> uh, it's fine. And sometimes I feel like Steve. It says he can be self-employed. I kind of feel like he's not uh, doing anything right now. I, I think you're right. I think he's not doing anything. Otherwise, yeah. why is he cleaning? Anyway. That's right. Isn't the point of working to make money? If he has money, then if I had a choice to not work, I would. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, so. Mark, Mark and Steve are, are talking, tossing around the old pigskin or whatever skin. Uh, and then talking about their issues with the with their respective wives, and this is where Steve tells us, you know, I'm contributing three to four times as much, and I'm not asking her to contribute more, so I don't see a problem right now. He says correctly that it seems to be a perception problem that Noy is having, and that will cause problems in the future. Uh, he's also saying that you know he's, he's done all that he can besides getting a job, but it seems like that's really the only thing that she cares about is that he has a job, so that is an mm. issue. Now, now, Steve, you know we. See, you can get a little uh, granola-y uh, in his in his words. Hmm. So he does say, you know, if I have a job, I won't be able to put forth as much creative energy to our in relationship. <laughs> yeah. We can't dream of a future 
if I'm spending all my time at a job. You can't <laughs> dream creatively for our future. I did. I did think. I did think Steve. Steve's kind of flowery language. Uh, yeah. Yes, he tries to to get over a little bit with his flowery language. Well, he went yeah. on that journey of discovery for two months where he was on his own in campsites. I think he had a lot of time to to come up with this sort of stuff. Mm. Look, I mean, the thing, there's a couple of things that are really interesting about their relationship. And, you know, sometimes arguments aren't about the thing you're arguing about quite often. Sometimes things are about the things you're arguing about. And they're arguing about money, jobs, and cleaning and contribution to the household. So there's a couple of things. First of all, we found out they have two bathrooms. Mm -hmm. And follow me really carefully because this is going to get quite complicated, but just see if you can follow. Two bathrooms, two people, one bathroom each, and you clean your own bathroom. No, 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 no. I think one should clean both (laughs) is noise logic. (laughs) It's only fair. You're not doing anything all day. Uh, Exactly. Sleeping in bed with sushi. So I I have another solution. Steve pays for a cleaner. Cleaners have solved so many problems uh, in relationships, households, couples, solo people. You have money, so it's up to you to put that money back into the economy. Get nope. a cleaner. No, no, she no, no, no. That's not gonna get it. So mad at him yeah. for paying for a cleaner because he doesn't have a job in her opinion. She's like, Why are you doing that? What what else are you doing with your time? And you're wasting your money that you that you don't really have that you should be right. saving because you don't have a job on this cleaning person when you should be getting your lazy butt up and cleaning it yourself because you don't have a job. And <laughs> you should kiss argument. my ass. Yeah, that she says. Yeah. So so yeah, that we we get to the and we get to the um the whole uh surveillance oh, wait, where are we at where we're we get into their little argument about cleaning the bathrooms and doing the household chores and steve does say you know i'm not sure you know i want to be sure that she has the capacity to do household mm. chores which i was like eh, that's a little that's a little much i'm sure she has the capacity she did have a life before meeting you uh my guy so let's not let's not go that far um so and then they have the argument about, well, we should, if, if you don't want to do bathrooms, you take all the sushi duty and we'll split the bathroom. Or, you know, I'll do the bathroom duty. She's like, no, I want you to do everything, every single thing. He's like, well, I don't think well, that's uh, the way to go. And she tells him, you know, well, they can kiss my ass. Yeah. Mm. I mean, this is, this is a point as well. And I mean, I've, I've lived in share households uh, before. I've lived with, with partners before. I've lived alone. Love living alone. I can thoroughly recommend it, but it's not for everybody. But one of the things that needs to be understood in sharing a a space with people is that people contribute different things to the relationship or the household or whatever it might be. And this is not a discussion that they're, that they're having. If you want me to do all the cleaning, I will do all the cleaning. Don't nag me about getting a job. It's like the, yeah, it doesn't. The not other. everything has to be divided right down the middle. Uh, some people contribute to a home just by being cheerful. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it, it's never going to be that complete division. I think money, perhaps, very much so. But again, some partnerships are one partner who earns considerably more than the other partner, and you have to negotiate that as well. Everything's a negotiation. These two people are not negotiating in any way. They have not, and they will not. 
So I was like, this is my way or the highway. It's part of the growing pains of being in a relationship with another person and living together. That's part of that's part of adjusting to living with another person, giving up household duties, giving up finances. And that's what we're seeing. But they're not like you said, sir, they're not doing it in a productive uh, way. They're just kind of saying, well, you do this and I'll do this. No, I want to do this. You do this. There's no there's no compromise here. Yeah. And as for Pastor Gate, I know that's not this episode, but he was wrong. They were both wrong, but he was also wrong. <laughs> if, someone's, if someone's cooking you dinner, leave it alone. Wait till it gets to the plate. Put it aside. Okay. No, he was completely wrong. He was completely wrong. She, she offered to cook, cook for him. The fact that she was doing it badly, don't go in there and interfere. She should also not have gone and walked out for 24 hours. It's a separate issue. Mm, okay. So you're okay. You're saying that. that the food itself. Gotcha. I, I can dig that. I can dig that. <laughs> uh, so, so a little later in the episode, we get the, we get some good old. We, this was a good episode for surveillance cam and diary cam. Yes, there are a couple of different couples. Uh, so on the surveillance cam, we see a conversation they're having uh, about noise, saying that she doesn't want to move in after decision day. Which is, I can I can see I can see both ways, but it's still a little bizarre. Uh, she says she's not comfortable combining their lives yet. Uh, they're combining their finances and, and doing all of that. She's just not comfortable. She won't give him a real reason. She won't, she won't outright say, I don't trust that you're going to be able to support a household because mm-hmm. you don't have a job. So I want to keep my stuff separate so that if this blows up, I'm still good. Right. Uh, which I think is what she's really saying here. Um, but yeah, so it's, what do you guys think about the fact of, of not moving in after decision? I think that her trying to justify that, oh, we're going back to dating, that is a fair concept, right? Like, yes, now we don't have the cameras. We can do what we want. We can really get to know each other without that production influence. But you, I think it's a terrible idea to do it while not living together, especially the fact that they live together now. It'd be a different situation if they never moved in together. They were trying to make it work. And then now they they want to proceed in that way. But I think it's going to totally like interfere with the fact that like it's going to halt the progress they've made, Um, especially because we know at this point that I mean, they've all but said it, that they've been intimate. And I think by having these issues, these these issues that they can't even talk through while living together, it's only going to make it worse if they don't live together. And it's only going to cause further issues because Noi does not know how to communicate. And Noi is immature. So it's going to be a situation that's just it's not it's not going to to be useful to their marriage or productive for their marriage. And I think Steve knows that. And especially the fact that they disagree on this. You can't just, oh, well, I don't want to live together. So that's that. Like, there's no compromise ever with her. I think it would be a huge shift from the, for them to live together for two months, be married and all of a sudden go into dating mode and just see each other on the weekends or like do whatever. That would be a huge, you know, movement in the wrong direction. Uh, so I think that's probably a bad idea to not, to not live together, but I can see where she's coming from. Like, you know, that we were doing this because of the experiment. I don't necessarily want to do that. Like we're still kind of getting to know each other, but you guys have been living together for two months. And each other's faces. The thing with this couple is that when they go out, in other words, on a date, if they go for a picnic or if they go for a walk, if they go on a boat and eat eat sushi, not the dog, but the mm. fish uh, wrapped in rice, they have a really nice time. Mm-hmm. They have no problems being together and chatting out of the house. 
their issues are all the domestic arrangement. It is money and cleaning and looking after to the after the dog and what will their lives be together. I don't see how you solve that. I mean, I support people living apart. I support married people living apart. That's completely fine and no problem. You should have put that on your uh, wish list. You know, my husband must be okay with me living <laughs> apart from him. But for this particular couple, because their problems all seem to reside within their interactions in the house domestically, you're not solving that by by um, dating. I think she wants to get to decision day and say yes and then yeet. Easy out. Yep, easy yep. out. Yeah, My that's, problem that's, is why is she saying yes on decision day if she wants to live separately? If I were Steve, look good on camera. I think I, if I were Steve, then say no. If you still have other stuff you want to figure out about me before, then you clearly aren't in a position to be saying yes. You want to stay married? Yeah, I mean, I think we've seen other couples say, you know, I want to say yes to uh, get to know you more and stay married. We had the whole issue last <laughs> last season hmm. with Zach saying, "Well, it's a no," but you know. Yeah, I kind of maybe want to still date you. No, that's not how it works, my guy. You right. can say yes and still get to know each other, and then decide after that if you really, really, really want to do this. But going the other way is not the way to go through it. Going the other way and not living together is such a is a lot easier easier to stomach saying no if you're not living together. Yeah, not not saying no, but deciding to get divorced after decision day if you're not living together. Like, yeah, you know what? We're living apart anyway. We're pretty much already kind of separated. It's just easy to kind of just say, I'm done with this. So I'll just go move on with my life. I like, mean, I'm, are they are they legally married? They say they're so. legally married, yeah. are they? Yeah, they, are. Oh, yeah, okay. they signed yeah. the, uh, remember um, there was that Alyssa and Chris issue when they were at the courthouse. It was off camera, but they signed the paper um, yeah, they go to all the together. And she, yeah, she was, she was hesitant. <laughs> hmm. Oh, really? Do tell. Right. Look, if she was a good person, she would have turned on her heel the minute she saw him. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, uh, do they get an extra payment if they get to decision day? Do they have incentive to say yes? I think it could be that she doesn't want to be the bad person. She wants to be the good person. You know? Yeah, she doesn't want to be on national TV rejecting someone. I think that's what what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so and we get a little more of the insight in the next segment with where Noi meets up with Sriracha, um, you know, uh her her sister. Um so you know, they're talking and she's she's telling her sister, like, yeah, I don't wanna I don't wanna merge our lives together and when I'm uncertain that he can hold down a job. Like that's what she has like, I, I wanted to make sure that he can hold down a job as if he has never held down a job before, as if he doesn't know what working is like. Yeah, I mean, he's, crazy. he's, is he 30 or 32 or? He's 38. 38. Yeah. This, this man has worked. He's having, he's having yeah. a little, a little break. I love Sriracha, but I did want her to, you know, give a bit more tea to her sister, uh, Noi. Um, it, it, Noi is a puzzle because she's also very, she's, she shows pleasure by saying, I'm very pleased. This yeah. is really enjoyable. Oh, this is wonderful. I'm having a really wonderful time. Oh, that's fine. That's her expression. But I think this inability to speak out 
something's happened, it's how she's been trained or it's how she's protected herself from the world is really, I'm not saying that Steve is perfect and that he is blameless in this. Where he's blameful is that he's not saying, right, sit down, here's the piece of paper, here are my banking apps. But I, I, I think he has a deference to her that perhaps he could push through as well. Uh, I hoped that Sriracha was going to, um, I was going to say slap some sense into Noi, but that's very violent, uh, speak some sense into Noi. But instead she did the perfect sisterly thing, which was to support Noi completely. Yeah, And I, mean, I think on the after party, Noi kind of knew she was wrong or not wrong, but Noi knew that she was speaking from her perspective only, especially after watching it back and saying, oh, well, Sriracha is my sister. So I, I thought there was something to her saying that. Yeah, I mean, Sriracha did, did give it to Steve. She's like, you know, if from what I hear, you don't like what you're doing, so you should go do something else. Uh, you know, saying that, you know, he should get a job for himself, which, you know, is kind of like probably Noi's same kind of mindset. Um, so, yeah, like, and then we also find out that Noi has, is in Boston because she, she followed a boyfriend there to live with him and it didn't work out. So she was kind of had to start from square one. And she doesn't want to go through that again. So there's a little bit of trauma from this past relationship that she's kind of, uh, you know, living through and kind of worried about here. Um, so that's another issue that she has, which is another another kind of look into noise uh, impulsivity, maybe to say like, uh, and she, I, I believe she only says she has said I love you to one other man besides Steve, if I'm right or correct. So, I mean, you moved to Boston for this man. You, We know in the past you have gone to other countries for other men. <laughs> right. So it's like, maybe if, you, if you're so worried about these things, maybe think before you leap a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. This, so it, it's it's very, it's we see a little, we, I see a little more into what Noi is thinking, I think. Um, I I wish I, I really did like all of Sriracha's facial expressions. Those yeah, are nice. Sure. <laughs> um, but I wish that she was getting the full picture um, because Noi was getting more and more amped up the longer she talked to Sriracha mm-hmm. of just like, yeah, well, like he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't do this and d- he doesn't do that. And it was just a, I mean, obviously a very biased view because she only has her perspective and what she's thinking about the situation. But I felt like she was painting him out to be this guy that she has in her head, but isn't a, a perfect mirror to what is actually staying in front of her. Yeah. It's like who she thinks Steve is compared to who he is. His what his actions are showing he is, and for some reason she's not allowing her actions. It's all all her own beliefs she's projecting on him. I don't know. I think I think Steve needs to over communicate. I think he needs to learn that that's what he needs to do with Noi is to over communicate. She's going to under communicate, so you may need to over communicate. It's not going to always be a perfect fifty mm-hmm. fifty, and we both communicate the exact right amount. You need to over communicate. You need to make sure that you're saying these things that need to be said to give her a peace of mind, even though she may be acting a little irrationally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even so far as to say, I am not going to get a job. I am not going to get a job that that you apparently want me to have. And if that's a deal breaker, then the deal is broken. Well, yeah, I mean, along with that, give the facts. Like, yeah, I'm not going to do that because we are fine because of this, this, and this. Check all this stuff out that I got. We are good. 
Mm-hmm. Here's my plan. I've got this much in the bank. If I consult one week out of four, this is my income. Uh, and I am not going to get the job. So it's now balls in your court. But he's, he's, he's a good person. <laughs> but he's too, he's too deferential to her and he speaks. He does not speak directly, and she doesn't speak. So they're in a bit of a bind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, when he, on the uh, on the beach with Mark, he does mention like he also wants to know like, so what? It, you want me to get this job? What am I getting this job for? What am I getting this money What's for? The plan? Like, yeah. Do you want a house, or do you want to buy just? You just want to buy nice things with my money? Like, what do you want? Um, which is something that you do talk about as well, which I, we're all surprised they haven't talked about. So yeah, they need to talk a, a lot. Um, yeah. And then the last thing we get with them is Mark is not Mark is Steve talking to his sister-in-law. Um, see, so he, he's pretty much just going down the events that have happened. But he also mentions, you know, I got this. You know, we, I talked to her about the social media. Keep talking to her about it. But there's this new post. There's a, a new Noi post uh, that says, uh, "If she posted, if you st- the moment you start to wonder if you deserve better, you do." It's like okay. Um, so I've mentioned before, I don't like cryptic, uh, social mediators. Um, but you know, and he confronted her about it and she apparently told him that it wasn't about him. That's uh, the worst part of it. Don't be immature and, and like subtweeting somebody and then deny it when they confront you because you're too afraid to say, yeah, this is about you because I didn't like X, Y, and Z. So now it's like, okay, as her husband, he should be saying, oh, well then who's it about? Like, what what are you going through that you deserve better as your husband? I should be I should know if you're going through something, we should be talking, conversing. If you need to be in a better situation, then confide in me. Tell me, you know, even if it's just a friend of hers, but she's not even doing that. She just no, it's not about you. Clearly, she's lying. Clearly, it is about him. And it's just like the the immaturity is just beyond me. But like it, that's I mean that's the, the root of all the issues that I see with Noi. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, listen, it could be not about him. It could be about work. I said that about work before. <laughs> why wouldn't she? Why wouldn't she say that though? Why would she just that's say true. no? It's not. It's not about you, and yeah. not go on. Why is uh-huh. he sitting here wondering after the fact? After they've had this conversation, what it's about? I want to read to ask her, but apparently, we didn't think that was a, that was important. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, pretty much the episode for Steve and Noy. Uh, next time uh, we get a little bit of like uh, Steve talking to Dr. Pepper. He says, well, if this is what it's like now, it can only get worse from here. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pastor Cal's asking Noy for Barry's in danger. And Noy's like, eh, I don't know. Like the look on her face, like, eh, who knows? Um, yeah, but that, was, that was pretty much it. So uh, let's get down to the ratings. Sarah, what are you rating these two? Well, I think that the, of the two of them, the one that's more likely to say no is Steve, even though Noy's the one with the objections. Uh, I feel that, I mean, as we've discussed, she'll say yes on decision day because it's the easy path. Um, as we see with the social media posts, it's very passive. She can deny it. Uh, Steve wants it to work, uh, but I think there is. You know, there's a rope and he's not at the end of it yet, but there will come a time that he's at the end of it. He's not faultless in this, but I think uh, noise, communication, 
or lack thereof is going to be very difficult for him because he has to continually guess what's going on with her. I, I probably say four. Uh, I don't think this is a bad relationship. I mean, he's very handsome. She's in her good moments, really sort of charming and light and fun. Um, she, uh, they, why not be together? It certainly doesn't make me want to shout run to either of them, but it does want to make me shout talk to them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lock you in this room and I'm not unlocking the door. This is my violence. I'm not going to unlock. I'll give them food and water. I'm not going to unlock the door <laughs> until you show me your financial and five-year plan. And you know everybody, here's a PSA, you can write a five-year plan. It doesn't lock you into it. It's just the idea that you have today about what the next five years looks like. and. you know you can make a decision and change your mind that is also fine so listen for for all of my for all of our uh, listeners that also watch uh night day fiance right there's this guy on the show gino Mm. he's complete goofball he's a complete idiot but he apparently got some stocks and did well in stocks he now has six hundred fifty thousand dollars just sitting in the bank Mm -hmm. okay if gino can do that (laughs) think about what steve can do Right. Just think about that. Uh, that's for all our crossover ninety day fiance fans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that so I think I think Steve set up well, I think he set up enough. He just needs to let her know that. Like just do it, Steve. Why are you not doing it? I don't understand. Asia. Yeah. What's your I'm gonna have to I was a four last week and I'm actually gonna go down to a three this week. Ooh. I'm I just I just I just feel like there's going to be a breaking point because it's just like, hey, we're here at week eight and we're still having the same arguments or the same concerns from week one or two. And I can't talk to you because you don't want to have these conversations or you want to be done with it. Like, I feel like Steve is going to reach a point where he's tired of going in circles and her just not having faith in the fact that he can provide. And, you know, if he doesn't, that that's great. And I hope that that means that she has turned a corner to start to like have these conversations with him or trust and believe in what he's saying. Um, and that he's not just settling because they're married, but, um, I think that's going to be huge to their relationship. Cause she's already, he already told her don't do this random stuff on social media. What does she do? She continues. So it's just like, I don't know the way that she feels like he's not showing that he can be motivated to do better for this marriage for them together she she's not showing that either if she feels that he's not um so yeah so i i'm not having much faith in them right now so i'm gonna go three yeah i'm gonna oof, i'm gonna stick i was a four last week you were time. five last week i was five last week oh okay uh, so i'm gonna take them down a peg then i'm gonna take i'm gonna take them to a four um because right. I think I think if anything derails this, it's gonna be Noi. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Noi will say yes, as we discussed, to save face a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty confident they're both gonna say yes, but I'm not at the utmost confident as a five. I'm gonna put it at a four. Gotcha. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Asia, where are we going next? We are going to go ahead and knock out Jasmina and Michael. Oh, the winners of the episode. <laughs> right. So, um, they, we get, we know the little clips and <laughs> he's eating a dog treat because he says, what's good for Mr. Feeney is good for me. Now, Asia, he says they're fire. Asia, don't do that. Please don't <laughs> tell me that you never looked at Pepper's food. Not that little doggy once. treat we got in your hand. You're like, you know what? It looks kind of good, actually. Absolutely not. Unless it is originally human food and I'm like, oh, I have a mango that I'm going to give her a piece of. Hmm, This does look good because it's intended for me. Not something coming out of a package that is says four dogs. No, I don't care how natural it is. Okay, Asia, nice cover. All right. I don't know if I believe it, but okay. I mean, the the thing is that that, uh, food for dog, dog's digestive tracts can deal with bone, bone splinters, ground up bone, and any of that stuff. Don't eat dog stuff. Uh, we cannot. We don't have the right teeth to to splinter bone, and therefore our digestive systems do not deal with bone splinters. Don't yeah. eat stuff made for dogs. Now Listen you to Dr. Sarah. Uh, he said, um, he said it was low-key good. She's like, oh, that's high-key nasty. That's right. <laughs> right. Um, so we do get them eating dinner, and we find out that you know, she's changed schools or like her school is moving locations. And so, you know, Michael's hinting at like, OK, so what are you going to do? Because right now you ride the train. You how are you going to get to work? Basically, we find out that she doesn't know how to drive. And so at this dinner, he pulls it out. There, I mean, they're having dinner at home, but he pulls out these cards so that she can start answering some questions like, oh, if a driver cuts you off, what do you say? If you're making a turn, what do you do with your speed? And she got all the questions right. And he's like, what are you afraid of? Like, you know this stuff. She's like, I'm afraid of the actual driving itself. I thought this was good for them. They, they had some fun with the quiz. Like, you know, she was like, uh, what do you do when I uh, cut you off? She she would flip him off. Say, like, yeah, that's my girl. Yeah. Like, that's not that's not right. Though. That's right. not that's not true. Yeah. Like, they, so in their typical fashion, they're mm-hmm. having this good chemistry. You know, when they're doing this and they have it throughout this whole episode. Which just is like makes you just wonder, like, what? Why can't y'all get it together? But like, they've just had this really great chemistry yeah. throughout this segment. Yeah, I think it's very interesting to see this couple. And I have a hot take. I think the reason that they're getting on really well is that they're pals. Yeah, they're pals. Yeah. They're not. They're not going to be married. They're not the right person for each other. When they thought they might be the right person for each other, when they thought they might be married, it was really tough. Like for both of them, it was really, really tough. And there's come a moment, I'm sure they haven't discussed it, but I think that she in particular, that that switch has gone on in her head. Ah, we're pals. 
And because they're pals, she can be fun. And, and when I say flirty, I don't mean she's flirting with him, but she's, she's, you know, she'd be flirty if you were having a drink with her as gal pals, I think. She's relaxed. She thinks everything's funny. She's genuine. And then suddenly this, this gorgeous woman who's been a little bit of a blank to me has come completely alive. And I was thinking, what's happened? In my opinion, which could be completely wrong. I think that something's happened inside her where she knows, ah, actually, we're pals. Taking that pressure away. Mm-hmm. And because that pressure's gone away, he's now coming out. He might be a little bit behind her, but he is now feeling like he can be more himself. And yeah. so we see these delightful interactions between them. But all I could get in my mind was, oh, they're pals. Yeah, they're at their best when they are just being friends. and. Yeah, they put so much pressure on themselves to like to think like we should be having these things, what we should be agreeing on these certain things about our relationship. And it but it makes me wonder like I'm not totally in the camp of they're not the right person for each other because I'm wondering if as friends like sometimes that's the best foundation for a marriage, right? Like I'm J- Jason, I'm sure you're great yep. friends with your wife. Yep. 100%. So <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, that's we, yeah. yeah, we were, 100%, we were, yeah. We were friends. Yeah. 100%, sweetie, if you hear me. Um, no, we were friends first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we developed a relationship. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's definitely like, that's definitely the way to go. And I can, right. I, I can't, I, I see what Sarah's saying, that especially for Jasmina's side. She's like, this is a good guy, but you can tell she's not feeling it romantically. She said as much that she's not yeah. feeling it romantically, but he is on another plane where he's like, oh, I guess she is really working. Yeah. But it's like there's a small window for him to capture Jasmina's heart. Right. And that window may have passed. Maybe. Oh, yeah. That makes me a little nervous. But he's still trying really hard. Yeah. To get her heart. But I, I think the window may be closed. Yeah. He's thinking it's like a slow burn, but she's like, if she's Candle's past that point, yeah. <laughs> the candle yeah. for them is burnt out. Yeah. I mean, Jasmina's very, very accomplished. She's certainly very attractive. That goes without saying. They don't put unattractive people on the show. But there's there's something so delightful about her. And I think here's the shame that had they met outside of this experiment and had they gone on a number of dates and had she thought, I'm not really feeling it, but I like him, had they hung out as friends or had they met in a friend group, that this is a relationship I can see flowering from there but I think once she's said no in her mind whether she's Mm -hmm. actively said it or whether it's just a feeling I don't know that he can break through and I think you're absolutely right I think Michael's now thinking oh this is all going really well Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) right he probably thinks oh they're on the upward trajectory where she's like nah this is where we're gonna ride it out yeah um so they do have a fun segment of him teaching her how to drive Mr. Feeney is knocked out in the back seat gave me many it gave me a, a vision of pepper and how she is in the car she's delightful she just goes right to sleep which is wonderful <laughs> unless there's another dog in the car um so you know she's not nervous because he's so nervous and uh so she's like that just makes it fun for her he's holding on she keeps hitting cones um she oh, she's killing those cones she is yeah knocking over cones. left and right um she says they they're really enjoying being around each other and um, because she's having a good time, and he ends up giving her a C plus, and uh, she, uh, you know, they, I, 
you know, she's not the best driver, but I felt like he was a patient teacher. But, you know, it wasn't, I think that's not their problem. Their problem is not their friendship. You know, we know that their problem is their intimacy and their communication. And so if they continue to stick with what what is working, which is their friendship, it's not going to be helpful for them to say yes on decision day. I mean, it's really interesting because normally it's a disaster if your partner teaches you how to drive. Yeah. Uh, when this idea came up, excuse me, when this idea came up, I thought, no, 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 no. This is yeah, a way for complete disaster. But she was so fun. She was so determined to have fun. She didn't take offense at anything he said. She followed his instructions. She did say the cones are too close together. And by the way, they were too close together. And he was like, no, they're not too close together. And she just took all that really lightly. I mean, obviously she's driven before. It's just she doesn't like to drive. Um, And this is when I really thought, oh, yeah, see, this 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 is why it's working for them because they are at this friend level he's opening up because he's no longer nervous that she's going to lash out from nowhere which is what she he thought she was doing before we could see where she was coming from from. he couldn't and now that she's not doing that he he also is opening up their communication is getting better the yoga um was the yoga in this episode it was in the one before the 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 month the month anniversary Mm -hmm. um the yoga was really beautiful and it was even the fact that they were able to yeah, indulge is the wrong word, really go into that physical touch, including the breathing uh, and everything that you think if if that ease that they have with each other is not disturbed by a frisson of sexual excitement, which she very bluntly put it in a certain way that I won't repeat, but, yes, you know, there has to be moisture. Uh, and if there isn't, there just isn't. Um, yeah. you, you know, it's not like they have kept apart because that yoga was very intimate. It wasn't sexual, but it was very intimate and and very physical, and they were both truly in it together. I think that session has released her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like that when when the yoga happened, that was that tight window that he would have been able to get her, but I don't know. Because we do see them each have some talks with their family. So Mike talked to his sister Claire the last time that she saw them was at the housewarming. And, you know, he feels like they're on, they're mentally they're finally on the same page and that they are friends, but they are at a standstill physically. And her sister said what we said last time, which is try a little something, something. She said just a little. You don't have to go all in. Just try a little something. We did. Yeah, get but some- he said what I said. Which was he was he's scared to make any move because right. he doesn't want her to react negatively because she's not there yet. Right. But she said what I said. <laughs> Which is they try a little say, something, something. They say what we're saying, you know, to yes. the other people. Right, right. We did get some feedback from my mom who said have y'all seen Michael try to kiss, hold hands, hug, or even wink at Jasmina? He is moving at a snail's pace and they are running out of time. You know, we, I, I think that when he does finally get like, okay, I see a little window for me to kiss her on the cheek. That's going to be week eight. Decision day is tomorrow. And she's going to be like, where has that been? I, I feel like it's going to, I feel like he can't take her words at face value right now 
because of this time time limit. And I hope that he listens to his sister because his sister is saying what I'm saying, which is mm-hmm. little bit. You don't have yeah. to go in and try to make out with her just out of nowhere. Yeah. But now we did get a little tea last week about the month anniversary mm-hmm. where apparently Jasmina did kiss him right. on that uh, date where he could recreate the wedding, but we didn't see it. Yeah. Now who knows what else we're not seeing, but True. it just doesn't feel like they are doing much of anything intimately. Yeah. Didn't fit the narrative. Yeah. And I certainly think, I mean, I think that um, his sister is right, but she's not seeing them. And I think that he needs to be not afraid, but I think if he makes a move, she will kindly within their friendship say, please don't do that. Yeah, we're so not she, if, she, if she doesn't want it, if she doesn't want it, she mm. doesn't want it right now. Like she has said so a few times. She's going to say so next week. If he tries to hold her hand, you think she's going to say, no, I don't want that. Stop. You're just my friend. I don't know about, no, not holding hands, but like if he can you imagine the embarrassment of you trying to kiss your wife and she being like "Mm," like maybe turning her head away like, no, we're not there. I think that's what he is partially afraid of. Yeah, but that's the thing. It doesn't have to be a kiss. Any but type of physical things, like, affection. Like when they show the flashback to the housewarming, like he had his his arm like around her waist. Mm-hmm. Like there was something there. I just think they need to get past that. Yeah. And I don't know if she's open to that. Because mm, it was yeah. over the clothes. Are you suggesting under the clothes might be the next move? Oh, no, that would be too much. I don't know about all that. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, yeah. some hand holding and, you know, I don't know. I just, yeah. I feel like she's not being open to it. And I feel like he's receiving it as not being open. Yeah. Well, she, she does talk to her mom. Her mom asks some pros and cons. And um, Jasmina said that he's better at communication. He texts her throughout the day. They talk when they're at home. And I, I'm so glad that there's that improvement. But then the con is it's been a month and she still doesn't have feelings for him. She's worried that if they don't have any romance before decision day, then she's not going to be able to say yes. Jasmina, just last week, this man did all the romantic stuff for you. He, he <laughs> blew everything out. What happened yeah. to that? Yeah. That was a few days ago. I think maybe production did it, but you know. Yeah, we discussed that. We, it was a production thing, we think, mm-hmm. but it was still happened. They were still there together. They it did still it. happened, they, and I think it was just, it was you know, really lovely. Um, they rewrote their vows, but you know, words are cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Actions are way more important. Mm-hmm. And there's no action. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then they, we in their segment with them making lasagna, he asked her to cut up some bell pepper into squares, which she realizes he means to dice. <laughs> it was a very interesting t- chef terminology. Um, And he explains how he used to think, like how he was thinking, how, you know, you know, how how, what her actions meant to him. And and he's now saying, like, he he just wants to do whatever he can to show that he wants this to work as much as possible. And she's like, I really glad to hear you say that because I never heard you say that. And she's glad their communication's gotten better. And, you know, she tries the lasagna, says a little salty, but it's good. They do a little dance together, like trying to figure out. How was the lasagna? And uh, you know, they end it just like as as their their joking selves. Um, so 
I don't know. I just don't know with them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's rate them. Uh, Sarah, where where would you rate them? Well, I like these people. They're good people. We're all good people. <laughs> I would like to think that there was a future for them because I think there's a respectfulness about him that I think that she would very much appreciate. Um, Jasmina says that Michael is now texting her through the day, which is what she asked for. So the communication is getting better. He certainly shared some very deep hurt and grief with her and felt okay about that. And she received it very beautifully. Uh, They both deserve uh, a wonderful relationship if that's what they want. Not everybody wants to get married, but these two people did want to get married. I would love to give them a five. I don't, I can't. I'm going to yeah. give them a two. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were, were going to say a four. Yeah. Um, two. Two. I think that if she doesn't get turned on by him, not saying they have to have full penetration or anything, but I think if she doesn't get in the next month a moment where she looks at him when he's not looking at her and he's doing something and she gets that little, ooh, or he touches her unexpectedly and it feels really nice, at least if she doesn't get an inkling of that, she is going to say no and I would support her in that because otherwise you're just friends. Yeah. I'm going to maintain my three that I've had the past three episodes. Um, I'm still either. I don't know which way they're going to go. And I think next week talking to Dr. Pepper will help a lot. I feel like Dr. Pepper will uh, like, we're going to get some, some, some authentic feelings for uh, uh, communicated to Dr. Pepper that I can, I I would think would help me better see which direction they're going to go. So I'm, I'm going to hang on to my three. What about you, Jason? Here's the thing about the authentic feelings of Dr. Pepper. These are all feelings they should be conveying to their spouses. Absolutely. But instead, they don't. they're talking to <laughs> Pep and Cal. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, anyway, uh, I really want these two crazy kids to work out. Uh, as it is now, I think he would say yes and she would say no. Um, I want them to work out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm back on my high with these two because they've had two good solid weeks, I think, of having a good Working relationship, no arguments. I'm gonna go four. Ooh, I'm back. I, I've gone up and down with these two. I think the first week I gave him like a five, and then I was all the way down to like a two. Now mm-hmm. I'm back up to a four. I have hope for them. I want them to work out. May call it wishful thinking, but I'm gonna have to go with a four. All right, look at us. Three different ratings: two, hey. three, and four. <laughs> you just I mean, off me last couple- time, Asia. Just despite sort of giving higher marks, higher marks, higher ratings to the other couples in terms of will they say yes, this is the couple, Jasmina and Michael, this is the couple that you go, yes, you could be a couple. You could be married to each other. I see every possibility there. Uh, I just fear that his deference uh, uh, has cost him that. But yeah. let's see. I would be thrilled if they said yes and we're still married now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Where are we going, Jason? Where are we, where are we ending? Last but not least. Oh, very much least. (laughs) Lindsay and Mark the Shack. Mark the Shack. Mark. Mm. The man who puts no G's on any of his words. Yes. Um, So, uh, we're in the apartment. Mark is making himself a nice whiteboard, a little 
uh, traumatic flashback to another person with a whiteboard <laughs> uh, last season. Was it last season? Yeah, last Mr. Season? Jose no, in Houston, Texas. <laughs> yeah, full traumatic flashback. I'm sure Just for Sarah as well. Do not speak his name. Yeah. Do not speak his name. Uh, so he's making a whiteboard, trying to organize their schedules and organize their meal prep and like uh, a wants for, for them both so they can kind of organize their lives. Lindsay comes and says, oh, that's great. She's very, you know, in her confession, she tells she's very happy that he's taking uh, this step up to to do this for her. It shows her that he's trying to make space for her and make time for her. Um, and, you know, she tells him that she wants some unpl- unplugged time so that she can get his undivided attention. Uh, and you know, in the confession, she tells us you know she really wants to fall through with the with this board. And with this, we get we also get some uh, this running theme throughout this episode: Lindsay badgering uh, Mark to try and try new things. Okay, also yeah. part of what we get here: <laughs> try some care, try some. And so it's 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 a running theme throughout this episode, uh, and we'll get a little more of it in the next segment where uh, where they go shopping and what looks to me maybe is some sort of produce market. Um, you know, and Mark tells talks to us about uh, that he's trying to stay on a budget, doesn't have a job right now, so they need to watch every dollar they spend. But Lindsay is going through this market, just grabbing every single thing. Says, what about this? What about this? What about this? She's asking, Will you eat this? Will you eat that? Will you eat this? Will you eat that? Mm-hmm. Um, and in confessional, Lindsay tells us that she, you know, she always used to pick on her friends who were with uh, chicken finger men, and she finds it a little ironic that she's ended up with one herself yeah. now. Fair listeners, fair audience, I will admit to you that I am a chicken finger man. What? I am a very picky eater, notoriously. Uh, you know, my wife will tell you. My mother, when I was a child, would tell you. I am a very I picky know. eater. There's a, there's a mac and cheese uh, restaurant in New York that I still dream about. Uh, maybe that's the place to go. Maybe. Uh, Do you like yes. mac and cheese? No, I don't. I'm, I'm that, oh, I'm that, no. I'm that picky. Do you like I'm, cheese? I mean, I like cheese. I like pizza. Okay. That's pizza it is. I don't I don't like any other cheese except cheese on pizza. Yeah, I don't right. like cheese on burgers. I like cheese on pizza. pizza you don't like cheese on burgers. Right. Okay, True. perfect. Oh, that is great. How do you feel about uh, about beetroot on burgers? Who? Beetroot. Tinned beetroot. What the heck is that? What is that? It's an Australian thing. Yeah, it's brilliant. Well, I don't know about that. I'll bring a tin of beetroot with me. We can slip them into your burger. See if you see if you oh, eat Lord. it. Oh Lord. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted. I just wanted to give you all insight into my life. I am a chicken chicken finger man. Finger man. Wow. So Lindsay would not like me. Uh, <laughs> so for many reasons, she probably wouldn't like me. Yeah. Um, so he we, went to a sushi restaurant with her. He ate listen, eel. I have he never, ate eel. I have know? never eaten sushi, and I would mm-hmm. never eat sushi. That's, so the, for, for someone like I've me, I've tried it. Mark, I wasn't a fan. Yeah, for it's, someone like me, am I a Mark, chicken figure woman? No, I think you might be Asia. <laughs> uh, so for someone like me, and for someone like Mark, that is a huge step outside of their comfort zone. That he has tried as many things as she has made him try. Yeah, we've yes. seen so far. So, so when I, he just wanted to eat his meal, he just, wanted, he to just wanted to be left alone for that one meal, and yes. she needs a lesson in consent. I'm sorry. Yeah. He said no at least five times. He doesn't yeah. want to do it. He has tried plenty of other things. You know, uh, I like eel, but eel's quite difficult for people. Even the concept of eating eel is, is hard. He 
Jolly well tried it at the sushi restaurant. Yeah. Just let him breathe. Just let yeah. him breathe. My 100%. problem with the grocery store was that, like, he was saying, like, oh, she's grabbing so much. But, like, for someone who eats, who eats fresh, like, that, the produce probably would be 50%, 60% of their cart. You know, like, he's mm-hmm. used to, like, oh, we need to get inside so we can grab the real groceries. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, produce is part of your groceries if you're cooking, if, like, you, if you're using those things, right? Me and Steve don't feel that way. <laughs> right, exactly. So you just but, do what you do with kids. You hide the veggies and things. We make right. lasagna and we put the carrots in it. Didn't work me. I sniffed that out. Yeah. Her um, biting the, opening the corn husk and biting it, though, that... That was that unacceptable. Was next level. Yeah, unacceptable. That was too I mean, much. you are too not. Much. If you were in my presence, don't pluck a grape off and stick that in your mouth. Oh, I won't yeah. have that either. <laughs> the interesting thing for me, and I know that you know prices are different in our in our two countries. It's fine. So they had a budget of one hundred and fifty dollars. He's not working. He has agreed to one hundred and fifty dollars, presumably seventy five dollars each. Fine. I'm assuming this is for a week, but. You know, who knows? You can tell me. She went over the budget by 40%. Yeah. 40%. So that means that their cart costs $210. So that's over $100 each. Now, is that for every single meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner? Are they going to do this food prepping that they talked about? Because the meals that they sat down to, correct me if I'm wrong, those were takeaways or takeouts, as you call it. Mm -hmm. So that means that that. $250 purchase of groceries, but it was not for every meal of the week. This is being very disrespectful of his likes and dislikes. If he doesn't like the Rambutans, don't buy them or buy them with your own money. Mm. Um, And also it just seems like an enormous amount of money if you're then also going to have um, takeout food. The the weird feeling I got from this, because she barely talked about the budget, she mentioned it at the end of their shopping trip. I would just wonder if like Mark made this budget and she was like, hmm, I'm going to do what I want. Right. I feel like she probably is making like, she's like a hospice nurse or she's like, she works for the health department now. So I feel like she makes probably a decent amount of money. Well, uh, she makes money. I mean, he's not even yeah, getting so, I mean, a wage. It's like maybe Mark, listen, I understand you want to make a budget, but I got money. I'm good. I'm just going to take care of it. Right. Well, that is that is a way to do it. To say, what what do you think is reasonable? Okay, $100, so $75. Okay, you give me your $75 and I will pay for the groceries. And if it comes up to more than $150, that's fine. I got that's it. Fine. Right. Yeah. Okay. But she never talked in detail about the budget and then she's going to follow mm. it. So it just felt like. Yeah. Was it just like, oh, he wrote down, we're going to spend $150 on groceries. Yeah. <laughs> she pat him on the head. Okay. She said, that's cute. <laughs> Let's that's go. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's the vibe I got anyway. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So they, they did all that. Uh. Then we get to this, the Steve and Mark wrote down. Uh, Mark's telling Steve, it's been such a roller coaster. And, you know, that's, that's Mark's words. It's this roller coaster the whole time, every, all the time this episode. And mm-hmm. he remarks on the fact that, you know, she talks about the future so much. And I'm, I'm not thinking about the future with her. Like, I'm trying just to get to like decision day. Like, she's putting a lot of pressure on this. And the time constraint is a big issue. And I can't, I don't know if I can see it get us getting there within eight weeks time. I mean, she did say, um, she did say an episode or so ago, she did say, don't just get a job for the sake of getting a job. But again, where was the, where was the discussion about 
so I will pay the rent or so I, you know, you tell me what you want to contribute to groceries and I'll make up the shortfall or I will, you know, like it's all very well to say I don't want you to get a job just to just to have a job. But have you actually talked, again, talk about money. Have you talked about the practical ins and outs of what that means in the day-to-day life? Does he need walking around money? Are you going to lend him a lump sum that he will then pay you back? I mean, I I wouldn't trust her at this point with if I were Mark the way she threw cleaning his place back into his I would not be don't give me a dollar because I know what you're going to do in a future argument you're going to say oh what about that $50 I gave you to walk around so you can do whatever you want no yeah she's going to throw that in his face so fast in the next argument I've been supporting you while you haven't had a job (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that grocery cart cost two hundred and ten dollars and you only gave me seventy five, which means that yeah. I paid right. He'd be like, Yeah, my groceries are only twenty dollars and yeah. you spent all our money on fruit. You bought prime yes. fruits because the fruits. fruits. She's like, You won't even eat the veggies I bought when initially yeah. he never said he would. Yeah. So, um, yeah. He's gonna go into inside, he's gonna get his five boxes of pre made pizza, he's gonna get his five boxes of chicken fingers, he's done. Sounds like a nice life to me, Sarah. He's probably I'm never spent $75 that. on a grocery shop in his life. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I, 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 felt, I, Mac, I felt a I felt a real interesting uh thing here with Steve talking to Mark. Steve was like, Oh yeah, you're uh, you're self-employed now, right? And, and Mark's like, Well, no. Well, no, I'm, I'm not I'm, 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 no I'm out of a job. <laughs> and he's like, Oh. Oh, because I'm I'm self-employed. Uh, you know, I'm not yeah. employed. I'm not that much of a loser. Uh, yeah. Uh, but you know, he's like, so is Steve asked her, so is you know, is she supportive? And he's like, well, you know, kind of. <laughs> she wants me to get a job in Boston now, and you know, he's just, he's still talking about just this this level of pressure that's on the relationship, the roller coaster of it. I thought uh, it was hilarious that they were yelling. To each other, and then they, they, saw, they show a shot of the two of them, and they're yeah. like ten feet apart. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, first of all, y'all stop yelling. That's a lot. And then, second of all, choose a closer activity. I, you're not even, yeah, you're not even throwing the ball that far. But if you feel like, okay, we're outside, let's just sit down, have lay down a, a towel, and talk next to each other. Yeah, and also there's a punishment if you drop the ball. It's like, oh yeah. boys, don't be so boysy, please. Yeah. <laughs> so was, if you drop the ball, it? you just pick it up again. You don't have to go and jump in the water. Yeah. That was a fun segment with yeah. those two that I wouldn't naturally put together. Right. They like said, I said, it felt like, it was, like who was available in the middle of the day to shoot this to shoot a little definitely. segment. Oh, and literally, bums. we were like, Mark, they, they said, Mark, we need you to talk about this stuff. He's like, oh, I'll just call Chris again. Like, we yeah, cannot not have trying, this man on the show. <laughs> yeah. like, let's get so you already have under a contract that's yes. currently active. Exactly. This has been terminated. Chris is like, I'm busy. I got to show a house. <laughs> yes. Uh, so then we get the dreaded diary cam. So, you know, we've talked about before, if you see in a diary cam, that means something's up. Something's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> and indeed, something is wrong. Uh, so she, it's Lindsay's big face, because no one knows how to shoot themselves on these diary cams. The huge face takes up the <laughs> yeah, whole screen. Yeah, why is that? All of a sudden, people don't know how to... People do it all the time. All the time. You go up at an angle. The, y- y'all have never taken himself. All of a sudden, they're like, I got to get right below the chin. Yep. At an upward angle, <laughs> like they just the lose nose. all sense. 
all sense of knowing how to do a, a, a selfie. Yeah. So she tells the camera that, you know, Mock is on the outs with me and I'm not sure if he can make it back yet. She's so dramatic so at dramatic. every turn. I'm uh, out. I'm, I'm so out. So many times. Mm-hmm. And, and she tells him, you know, she talks about his his lack of accountability when he makes a mistake. And that's the word of the day for Lindsay is accountability. Um, she And then we flash to a surveillance camp, a diary camp and surveillance camp all in the same segment. Wow. We get it all, folks. Uh, so, <laughs> Double so the get, fun. Yeah, so you get to a surveillance cam in their apartment, and apparently Mark has accidentally dried uh, $250 worth of her clothes. I apparently do not go in the dryer. I have this is been a guilty. big deal. I have it's been guilty of deal. this with my wife's clothes. Not of course you have, finger, Chicken Finger Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a simple man, okay? Clothes go in the wash, and then they go in the dryer. No! <laughs> that's, that, hey, that's me. So I've been guilty of this. Not with two hundred fifty dollars worth of clothes, we ain't balling like that. But uh, it's happened with things I wasn't supposed to put in the dryer. So she makes the huge deal of this. It talks about how he does not respect her. Uh, he told I told you four times. He did not listen, and he, he's telling her, "Listen, sorry, I made a mistake. I apologized, and, and we don't need to keep talking about it. I made a mistake, and I said I'm sorry." Uh, she yeah. she has a good point that they had two baskets and not mm-hmm. to touch her basket. I can completely see what Mark was thinking. He thought, "Oh, there's this stuff in the in the in the wash. I will put it in the dryer as a kindness." Now, I can see finding the garments have gone in the dryer and been ruined, and having to say. I just need to walk outside for a moment and recover from this. <laughs> Let but, me go to the roof. Lindsay walks out after having expressed all her uh, her thoughts and what she needs to do in a situation like that where if you are kind to the other person, you are able to say, I'm really upset. It's it'll be fine, but I just need a moment here to recover and perhaps yeah. have a have a have a funeral for my clothes. But she lashes him. She brings the washing into the two baskets, which you said, into the plan and the whiteboard, which you said, into so one thing becomes everything about um, poor Mark, uh, and she's out. Yep, and uh, she talks about how you know he he doesn't follow through with anything he promised. He didn't do anything on the white the of the whiteboard. He makes rules and expects her to follow them, but he doesn't follow them. Uh, she she says to us like I'm I'm, I'm furious. And he's clueless. He is falling short in every single way, and shows no action to show that he cares about her. Um, and then we we get a, yet another surveillance camera footage of them talking about how much he loves the cat more than he loves her. It was a very odd conversation about him touching the cat more than he touches her. Uh, that's about as much as I want to say about that. Uh, she says that, uh, you know, I'm not sure what we're doing. He's no man of mine. He's no friend of mine. The dramatics, though, the Oscar worthy dramatics. He's yep. no man of mine. He's no friend, no of, friend mine. of mine. Girl, what are you doing? I know you're on Lifetime. <laughs> but, but you are this not is a, a different category. This, yes. is not a, this is not an audition for a Lifetime movie. I mean, it was really interesting when she came in and found him having with the whiteboard, which he, as a last, as a, as an afterthought, put two little hearts on. Yeah. There was a moment where you thought, I don't know which way you're going to jump. 
And she identifies with Elijah Wan and there's a lot about them that's the same. And one of them is this unpredictability that she could just as easily have gone mad about the whiteboard as been happy about the whiteboard. Yeah. She could just as easily have forgiven him about the clothes as not forgiven him about the clothes. So what you do is you make your partner completely on unstable ground and they don't know what was okay yesterday is not okay today. This is something that you mustn't do to children or dogs. If it was okay for them to be on the couch yesterday, it has to be okay for them to be on the couch today. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you you completely destabilise them and make them insecure. Um, and the other thing that she does, and here's a free piece of advice, she uses never and always. But when you're talking to your partners or your friends, don't use never and always. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. Okay, it's so It's so definite. Um, so yeah, the mark uh, in the next segment, Mark meets with his friend Erica. Honestly, there's not much that comes from this. Yeah, we get, we get a lot of the same talking points. Uh, the friend says, "You guys need to communicate more. Stop holding grudges." Um, and I was honestly, that was pretty much the long and short of it. Yeah, why we, didn't we get Lindsay with a friend? Yeah, I feel like every single person got a friend except Lindsay, if I'm remembering right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What does that say about Lindsay? Let's not draw any well, conclusions. You know, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so then we get to the the fireworks of the episode. Um, we get to this this photo shoot disaster. Oh, oh, kill me. Oh yeah. Uh, so we find Lindsay dressing up all the cats as sharks, uh, which is very cute. Cute idea. Yeah. Uh, so, so cute. They've called the wedding photographer over to do a photo shoot or. Production has family, a family photo shoot, which yeah, is such a cute idea. I think that this is the this was from like the thing we see we've seen on a lot of the production pictures of her in that gown and him in that polo, like she's laying on the couch. I've seen this photo. Oh, really? Yeah, of a lot of the promotional pictures they use. Mm-hmm. This they took that from this photo. Anyway, uh, she talks about how she wants to just have a nice night and put a thing behind them. Uh, you know foreshadowing obviously um she she tries she they again have dinner and she is again picking at him to try and you know try new things and take it from someone who is a very picky eater that's the worst thing you can do to someone is to continually pick at them to try new things especially in a, a grown adult okay uh, so so he he references the, the conversation he had with his friend and he wants to clear the air um, tonight, so he tells her that this, you know, this hasn't been easy. Um, it's been different every day, and she cuts him off and says, "Oh, I know, I- I've been here." And he's like, oh, "Can I? Can I finish my thought?" She's never thought? listening. I'm gonna yeah. let you finish your thought, Jason, but she's never listening. She always is so prepared to respond. Whatever she hears that she can grab onto to respond to, she does. Go on. Yeah, so I mean, he says again, it's been difficult. It's taken it, it took me four weeks to get to a point where I actually care about you, and <laughs> which is not a great thing to say. Uh, it has been Has he a, met her? Yeah, <laughs> it's been such a roller coaster. He's not sure which way to go, and he wonders if things will ever smooth out. She again says he doesn't take accountability, and she is at the point of no return. Again, the dramatics. And in a confession, she says once again that the you know this is all resurfacing, and he takes no accountability or no responsibility to change his behavior, I believe she should be talking to a mirror that's yes. exactly what she has been doing. Not changing her behavior. Not yeah. taking accountability for things that she has done, such as rant about him at a bowling alley. 
I refer you to my previous remarks, frantic efforts to avoid real or imagined abandonment. And this is what she does. She jumps in before she can be done with. She is done with. Uh, and this is why she, and she sees herself in a larger one. If only perhaps they should have got married. Yeah, they're, they're buzzing <laughs> buzzy now, apparently having uh, smoke sessions out on the roof. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is, enough, there is a one. that working out. Yeah. Yeah, because they would just feed and reflect each other's uh, uh, she damages. It would she be cooks. explosive, that's for sure. Yep, yep. They would be explosive. They would fly apart. They would fly back together. And they could both deal with it because it's at the level uh, that, 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 anyway. Imagine the reunion. I, They're together. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> so good. But there's a moment here, Mac, who has looked startled for the entirety of the month that he was married to his wife. It's just the way he looks. He has become more and more into a corner, doesn't know which way to turn, has become more and more shut down. But he does do this thing where she grips his arm Mm-hmm. And he takes his her hand off his arm and says, "You don't need to grip me." I thought, "Oh, Mark." Yeah, oh, and, yes. and that's when she was done. Done. Okay. Uh, she done, gets man. up, walks out. So here's the thing about Lindsay, right? Uh, call it whatever you want, a love language or whatever. She touches a lot. Mm-hmm. Whenever she's on after party, she's always touching her after party like co people. Like, oh, hey, this is or, or when she's talking to them or about them, she touches them. She she loves in touch i feel like and when someone says don't touch me that's big for her yeah which i think the the problem here with him Mm -hmm. telling her her not to touch him that's him the for her that's him saying i want nothing to do with you get away from me yep so so after she takes off mark has the awkward uh you know task of of having this photo (laughs) oh god this is so brilliant this um, is you know, my favorite thing ever. He tells her to talk around. I, you know, it's just going to be me and the kids. She uh, she mm. took off. She took off. Uh, you know, he talks about how awkward it is a professional and, and unprofessional. And she uh, he has to do this without her. He wants to do this with her. Uh, she comes back. Lindsay comes back and tells her photographer, yeah, you're just going to do it with him. I'm done. She goes to the room, starts packing her things. Mark runs in there, probably told by production to run in there after her. Uh, he tells us, you know, uh, I wish you wouldn't, uh, you know, she asks what you're doing. She tells him I can't do the lack of boundaries and the accountability and the, the price is too high. I just don't want to pay it. Lack of boundaries. Look in a mirror. Yeah. I call the kettle black. <laughs> uh, so he's, he's, he's talking about a confession in a confessional that she has such a negative tone all the time. that It's hard for him to implement the changes she wants because she comes across so negatively. And so, you know, with a disrespectful tone and a raised voice, so it's hard for him to really listen and to change the things that she wants him to change. And they keep talking about this, it's a two-way street, it's a two-way street, as Mark keeps saying, and she says, no, some stuff is not a two-way street. <laughs> no stuff is a two-way street. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she tells him, you know, he's not invested, he pours so much into other things, everything except for her, uh, but good on Lindsay for not making that into a sex joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, and he's telling us that, you know, the problem is she thinks he's always being defensive, but he's really just trying to get his point across and she's not letting him. Um, so, again, Mark asks her. So here we, we get into the whole exchange about. Do you want to come to the photo shoot? Well, I'll come to the photo shoot if you want me to come to the photo shoot. I don't want to go to the photo shoot, but if you want me to, I will. 
which is so childish and so yes. like immature. Absolutely. To have to say like, I need him to tell me he wants me there. Like, I, I don't want to be there unless you want me to be there. <laughs> but then like you, but then you don't want to be there. You have said, I don't want right. to be there. I don't want to be there, but if you want me to be there, that's different. So you want to have the credit of saying that you were there, but you were miserable and you only right. did it because he For wanted him. you to do it. Exactly. To, bring it up, to bring it up next week. I didn't want to do the photo shoot. Yeah. You made me and I did it I for you. I did the photo shoot for you. Yeah. So he asked her, do you want to do the photo shoot? She said, do I want to pretend that I like you? <laughs> no. Ooh. Oh, I, I, I gasped at that. I was like, oh, dang. Um, <laughs> and at that point, he said, well, then don't. And she says, and she says, I don't see the point. He says, well, I just think it'd be great if you stayed and did the photo shoot. And he keeps saying that. I think it'd be great if you did. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, well, if you would like me to stay for the photo shoot, I can stay for the photo shoot. And he again says, I think it'd be great if you stay for the photo shoot. Stay for the photo shoot. <laughs> so she goes into the room to change. And Mark, and just the, just seeing his him in a real moment, he goes to the refrigerator. And he's just under his breath. He just goes, oh, my God. That's <laughs> yeah, so good. Like, yes, I that's mean, just such a real moment. Poor, it just it just came out of that poor man. The other, the interesting thing she does here is once she decides she will go to the photo shoot, and we've said photo shoot plenty now, mm-hmm. is she asks the photographer to come in and help her select an outfit. Now this is part of the thing that both she and Elijah want suffer from, and that is she needs to have allies. So she is now mm-hmm. making the photographer her ally. By asking her to come and select the outfit, that, that photographer, photographer. totally the, professional, the total MVP of this episode. Like, like the fact hiding. that she had to deal with this, it felt like she was hiding just off camera, <laughs> right? And like when they were done, I was like, "Okay, are we ready?" Like she walks in so timidly, like the fact good? that the producer had to, to say, picture? "Yes," the fact that the producer had to say, "Hey, they need a minute," she <laughs> yeah. had to go to that corner. She was like, "Yeet." Like it didn't even feel like she left the house. So she, she was just, like in the little nook, ready. like waiting while they had this argument, which has got to be the most awkward thing for anyone to experience. Uh, so yeah, they they take the they do the photo shoot. They have the photo shoot with the cats, the bubbles. Um, they yeah, they have a photo. They get a couple pictures of them with, together with each other, uh, reluctantly. <laughs> uh, then Mark tells us, you know, she gets pissed, and she can really get pissed. But there's an activity to do with me. She's fine through the activity. And after the activity, he's right back to being pissed again. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's Lindsay. Right. So that was, that's where we leave off the, the episode with them. Yeah. Um, well, like, you know, next week we get more of the same, really. <laughs> Another argument with, uh, with, with Mark, where she says, I, all I wanted was consistency. Consistency. <laughs> right. Uh, and, you know, she, she's talking to, to Dr. Pepper. She says, I, I always feel sad. Like, oh, very emotional moment there. Um, you know, that's the more, more, basically more of the same. It feels like for them next week. Yeah. Um, let's, let's get into ratings here. Uh, Asia, where, where are you at? So last week I was at a one and this week I am also at a one. Okay. <laughs> there is no change. I've saw no glimmer of hope, no sign of positivity. And I continue, I'm continuing to think. That Mark is just trying to get through this. Anything that is even positive on his end is just for the sake of getting through this. So, yeah, no, this is not going to work. Yep. 
Sarah, what about you? Well, I'm sorry that the rating doesn't go down to zero, so I will mm. give them a one. Uh, look, it's 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 easy to bag Lindsay, and she's certainly very baggable. Uh, she there's always two sides to every story, but in this case, there's one side, and it's that she's she is a bad person. Mm-hmm. I think she would do very well in the same therapy that Elijah one's going to get. Um, Someone is therapy. No, 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 no. Demanding, flamboyant, intimidating, and feeling entitled to invade the boundaries of others. This describes both of them. Again, not a psychiatrist, it's just observation and long life. Yeah, that's what we call her doc right here, folks. Yeah. It's about this intense emptiness that I, I believe both of them feel. They have a fear of abandonment. Um, they have a very unstable self-image. She wants so much, but she she has no room for other people. Other people will always um, let her down, I think, in, in her terms now. Poor lady. She also now, again, I'm not going to say anything about somebody else's drinking in terms of whether they're an alcoholic or not. That is always a self-diagnosis. It's not another person's diagnosis. But what I will observe about her drinking is that she becomes a different person when she drinks. And that, to me, is such a danger sign. Um, I don't mind someone who's gently or outrageously drunk, who is themselves but impaired by the alcohol. It's when a person changes uh, with alcohol that... There are some concerns, and I hope that she finds some peace. Uh, it won't be with Mark. Yeah. Uh, one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I've been my consistent one all season long. Uh, yeah, and nothing's going to change that. It is a one. There's it's no okay. way this is working at all. I think both of them might say no on decision day. Oh, yeah, and well, it's going to be like a variety of reasons. Like it, she's going to feel totally justified in her one. He's going to feel totally uh, one <laughs> in his, in her no. He's going to feel totally justified in his no. But it's going to be like the other person is completely at fault. Yeah, exactly. My question is actually: Are they going to get to decision day, or? Are these two little sparks that we saw from Mac first saying not to grip him so strongly and then saying, oh, my God, to the fridge. Is he going to pull the plug before decision day or are they just going to scream, cry and storm off and force feed each other uh, until decision day? I think they're going to write it out. Um, I do too. Yeah, it's just, I just don't. I think they're both quote unquote committed to the process mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to just to stay there and be, be filmed. I think they're down for that. Like, luckily there's two bedrooms in that apartment. Um, so yeah, I think, I think they're going to ride out all the way to decision day, but it'll be a no for both. I think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that, 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 oh my God. was so loaded. You could feel. Yes. And, and we- it's just, he's, he's, he's been done since the honeymoon basically. And it's just been gotten worse since then. Right. We we did get some feedback from our loyal listener, Timo. She said, I'm starting to believe Lindsay's comment about Mark acting different off camera more now. He made a whole whiteboard activity on camera, then abandoned it as soon as the cameras went off. Lindsay is a mess. We know that. But Mark is smart. I'm watching how he's moving. Ooh. I just don't give Mark that much credit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think he has them to be this mastermind mm-hmm. that is acting like this totally different person. I think he acts a little different as most people would in this situation. I think he's a little more polite on camera, but I don't think he's some monster that turns Devious. on and off. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's got that villainous mastermind mindset. He's not uh, a villainous shark. No, he's not. He's not a villainous shark. He's a nice shark. Okay. Um, I think the whiteboard thing is. I think most of us. <laughs> I think most a lot of people start plans and abandon them. Just think of all the you know people that make New Year's resolutions and abandon them. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we all I, have. Yeah, we all have goals that we don't stick to. Right. So I don't think that's a big like red flag. I just think it's something that a lot of us do. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what I gave them when I was on last at the very beginning of this around around the honeymoon. I don't think I've ever been high on them, um, but I think I was higher than a one, perhaps. You gave them a that was episode three. Uh, no, I think so. Four. Four. You gave mm-hmm. them a two. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So close. (laughs) Um, But that—that's our episode. There we go. Episode twelve in the books. Next week we have episode thirteen. I think it should be really good with Dr. Pepper. I'm very excited. Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cow. But we've seen Pastor Cow. We know what he's going to give. We just hope that Dr. Pepper is going to give what she's supposed to give. I mean, she's been been saving it up this whole time because we haven't seen her. Yeah. Let's just hope that she comes with both barrels blazing right. the things that she's wanted to say for 12 weeks that she has hopefully been observing. Uh, I, I'm ready for it. I, yeah. I, like I said, I have reservations about the hidden camera uh, issue. Yeah. But that should be interesting television at least. So maybe she's been like a snake that hibernates and just gets the venom sacs get fuller and fuller and fuller. And she's going to come out like the spring. Now I can't. I, no, what I what I want to happen, which I don't think will happen, because if I'm remembering correctly, on these like kind of halfway check ins, they meet with each of the people, but then they kind of debrief together. I wish they would debrief with either Pepper or Cal or both, mm-hmm. and say, okay, these are things that we talk to you each separately about. Now let's talk. Let's have you talk to together. each other about yeah. it with us present. So we can we can correct any miscommunication mm-hmm. you give because right. you know uh, someone will be like, well, Pepper told me to tell you this, and Pepper will be like, no, I didn't say that exactly. I said mm-hmm. this and this, and you need to work on this too. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just need more from the experts. Like we've been saying it all season, but we just need same. More. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. Really appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you so much for having me. I I love the invitation. I mean, only if you want me to come on the podcast, of course. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, uh, It'd uh, be great uh, if you, you stop by. Be right. great. Yeah. Yeah. But do you but want me because to come? It's because we want you to. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. yeah. Even if you don't want to. We want <laughs> oh, no. To. I want to. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can people find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sarah Carradine. And if you like true crime, I mean, I suppose Ooh. some of what we're seeing is a crime. Um, but if you like true crime, Mary Forth and I have a new podcast on RHAP called Crime Scene, S-E-E-N, dropping on Tuesdays, your True Crime Tuesdays. Nice. And, and what else do you have over on uh, Post Show Recaps? Uh, over on Post Show Recaps, you will find the number seven after show on Apple Podcasts this week anyway, uh, my recap of Bridgerton uh, Season 1 and now Season 2 with The Dark Walk, which is Kirsten McInnes, Sasha Joseph and uh, Geneva Guadalupe. Nice. Awesome. Uh, Jason, where can people find you? 
Um, you can currently find me recapping the show Winning Time on HBO Max over on Poster Recaps. Uh, we're having fun over there. We're talking about this first season. Uh, so check me out there with Grace Leader. Um, you can find me on Twitter at J-A-Y-R-1085. And anything I have coming down the pipe, well, I'll let you know there. Awesome. And as always, y'all can follow me on Twitter at Asia Like Asia, A-Y-S-H-A, like A-S-I-A. Um, I... I'm trying to think if I have anything, if, if I've been doing, I mean, Big Brother Canada coverage to keep a look out there. Uh, I've been hopping around there. I was on the round table last week or no, I was on the round table this week. She has so <laughs> many folks who can't week. keep it straight. No, no, no. It's Get been the a scroll long out, week. Asia. Get the scroll no. out. Uh, but I, exciting news. I am turning 30 on Saturday. So hey, I'm very up. excited. Yes. Happy yes. birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited. Um, so it, it's a pivotal age. I uh, can't wait to see what Pepper got me. Um, <laughs> leave, so. leave Asia some fire reviews for her birthday, please. <laughs> right. On our feed. Right. But thank you guys for sticking with us and listening. Um, and we will see y'all next week. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.